Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So what do you think? Is all this about getting Joe Biden out of the race, huh? Is that what it is? Is it just about getting Joe Biden to step down? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. It's about pushing him aside and making him realize that he's going to lose and he needs to go. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. It's Friday. We made it through the week. What a week it's been, huh? 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. So Hunter's been indicted on nine tax charges. He faces 17 years in prison, but uh, he won't uh, He won't have to worry about that if the old man just steps aside. The old codger just bows out gracefully, and they can put another Democrat in there who has a chance, a fighting chance, of actually stopping Donald Trump or whoever will the, the Republican nominee will be. And it's not going to be Joe Biden. I mean, he can't win. He can. There is a story from the New York Times I'm going to share with you, the far right wing New York Times. It's a opinion piece, but they really dive deep into polling. And it's James Carville's group that does it. And what they found is that Biden is hemorrhaging support from all walks of life. And and this is the key takeaway. You know how every day you hear Trump's a dictator, he's going to take over America, he's going to take over the world, he's the next Mussolini, he's the next Hitler, blah, 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 blah. Nobody's buying that. I mean, Democrats aren't even buying it. Independents are not, certainly Republicans aren't, but even Democrat voters don't buy the whole thing that he's going to be a dictator. In fact, when you look at polling and you actually break down what people think, remember, people lie to pollsters all the time about who they're going to vote for, but they don't lie about their true feelings about things. That's different. You actually look into the data of how people feel. And what you find is shocking, actually, is that people actually believe democracy would be stronger with Trump as president than Joe Biden. I know. I know. Because every pundit on TV, every person in the corporate media, every entity is always going on about how Trump's a dictator. And MAGA is the destruction of America and blah, blah, blah. And it is not working. They can't even sell this message to their own people. They can't even get their own people to believe this nonsense, let alone independent voters and and Republicans. 
So they got a real problem here. They got a real problem. The old man is is he's he's out of it. He can't, you know, he, he can't go on camera anymore. He can't talk. They got to get him out. They don't know how to do it, but they know that he's connected. They know that he's connected to all this corruption. I mean, everybody knows he's connected to all this corruption. Barack Obama knew it. That's why he didn't want Joe Biden to run in 2016. You know, all of these charges have everything to do with Ukraine. You know that, right? I mean, this is all that Hunter Biden was making money from China and Ukraine. And let's not forget Romania. They might be the lesser of the countries, but they were still a corrupt country that was bribing the Bidens. And this sprawling 56-page indictment alleges that Hunter Biden earned millions of dollars from foreign entities in Ukraine, Romania, and China, and spent millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle at the same time he chose to not pay his taxes. Why didn't all of this just go away? I mean, they had that gun deferment charge. They had that diversion agreement. And what it buried all this, what happened? Well, what happened is the polling has changed drastically is what happened. And now they've gone from trying to protect the president of the United States of America to try to use his son to get him out. Prosecutors sought to demonstrate that Hunter Biden had the means to pay his taxes from 2016 to 2020, but instead chose to spend his money elsewhere, including $683,212 in payments. And the payments were entitled Various Women. You know, that's something right there. Various women. <laughs> Another $397,530 on clothing and accessories and $188,960 on adult entertainment. So my guess is that the payments for various women probably included uh, escorts and that the adult entertainment probably was just limited to strip clubs that may, may not have led to sex. I, I, it's very tricky to say. You know, I mean, what is the definition of sex anyway, right, these days? I mean, Bill Clinton changed all that for us. Hunter Biden also used the business line of credit to make $27,316 in payments to an online pornography website, which in total accounted for one-fifth of all of the business line of credit expenditures. Think about that, huh? I mean, that's something. That's a lot of money to spend on porn. I'm just saying. That's a lot of subscriptions right there to have. If you think about it, you could actually... Probably subscribe to, and I don't know this for a fact, I haven't really looked, but probably every pornography site in the entire country with that kind of cash, with that kind of coin. If you want to invest like that, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of memberships. But then it's a lot of passwords to keep track of and, you know, that whole thing. And who really wants to bother with all that, right? I mean, come on. ABC News previously reported that Hunter Biden borrowed $2 million from his lawyer and confidant Kevin Morris to pay the IRS for back taxes, penalties, and liens. Abby Lowell, an attorney for Hunter Biden, framed the indictment as including no new evidence and a result of Weiss bowing to Republican pressure. So David Weiss, a special counsel. I'll tell you what this does prove, too, by the way. What this proves is that David Weiss never had the authority he needed as special counsel. I mean, as U.S. attorney. Remember that whole debate that took place? That all these whistleblowers were coming forward and they were all saying the same thing, right? They were saying that David Weiss, who's the U.S. attorney in Delaware, is being blocked by Maine Justice, the Department of Justice, and he's being blocked by other United States attorneys in their various districts, like California and Washington, D.C., specifically California. I remember that. And you remember Merrick Garland, the attorney general, came out and said, David Weiss has all of the authority he needs. He has all the authority he needs. 
He doesn't need to be special counsel. But the whistleblowers are coming forward and saying that's not true. He, he, he doesn't have the authority he needs. In fact, he's being blocked at every turn. So he and so that's when people said, make the guy special counsel so that he can go wherever the case brings him. A special counsel, if you think about it, it's national. He can go anywhere. He doesn't have to worry about what district he's in. As a U.S. attorney, you're confined to your district. In this case, the District of Delaware. You want to go outside of that, you better ask the U.S. attorney or the Department of Justice, both of whom said to David Weiss at the time, drop dead. So what this actually does prove, though, the Hunter Biden indictment out of California yesterday, what it does prove is that making him special counsel was exactly what needed to happen if you were ever going to really go after Hunter Biden. But think about it. Why did they wait so long to make him special counsel? And why originally were they going to do this gun diversion agreement? Remember, the Department of Justice worked out this amazing people call a sweetheart deal. And I told you, please do not call it a sweetheart deal. It's not a sweetheart deal. It is a cover up for the president of the United States of America deal. Not a sweetheart deal, a cover up deal. But think about it, right? All of the everything was about to be buried in the summer of 2023. And the judge was the one who Jedi mind tricked Hunter Biden's legal team into rejecting it because the judge knew that this thing stunk to high heaven. And ironically enough, the question that was asked about could Hunter Biden be charged with a FARA violation, a foreign foreign agent registration act violation, because if you're doing business as an American with all these foreign entities and the government's involved in any way, you have to register as a foreign agent. He didn't do that. So the irony of this whole story is that they still haven't charged him with that. They're waiting on that one. They're still waiting on that one. And it's probably going to come. I mean, CBS's Catherine Herridge talked about this last night. It's probably going to come. But I find that to be just delicious with irony. Here's a guy who blew up the greatest deal in the history of deals, where they're going to take all the tax crimes of him and his father and bury them in a gun diversion agreement where the judge had no authority to reject it. And she Jedi mind tricked Hunter's legal team because idiots hire idiots. And he hired an idiot, Abby Lowell, into rejecting the deal. And now he's indicted and facing 17 years in prison. And the thing that got them to reject it was this question of, could he be charged for violating FARA? And the answer was yes. And they still haven't charged him with FARA, but they're holding it over his head still. Because you can't throw it all at him yet. You got to save some in the tank. You know what I mean? Got to save some in the tank in case the old man gives you a hard time. You got to get rid of the guy. But if you throw it all out there, you may not have anything left in the barrel. So before you, you know, shoot your wad here, you got to make sure that you have enough in the arsenal if you need it. And I think that's exactly what you're seeing play out here. No pun intended, of course. Prosecutors signaled their intention to bring tax-related charges against the president's son months ago after plea negotiations broke down. A Los Angeles-based grand jury has since issued a subpoena to James Biden, the brother of President Biden, as part of their work investigating Hunter Biden. You see how the walls are closing in now on the big guy, right? The walls are closing in on the big guy. The only time, and this is one of the Zioli axioms you got to remember in life, The only time Democrats ever get in trouble for their corruption is when the intelligentsia, the people that actually run this place, want them to go. That's the only reason why Bob Menendez is facing indictment now. It's because they want him 
to go. Bob Menendez faced indictment the first time around because he crossed Obama on the Iran nuclear deal. He's facing indictment the second time around because he crossed Obama on the Iran nuclear deal. I mean, Biden technically, but still Obama. As long as you're good, as long as you play nice, they ignore all the corruption. Like it never happened. They just ignore it. But but if you step out of line, if you're bad, you give us a hard time. If you don't play nice. Hey, nice place you got here. Shame if something happened to it. In this case, Joe Biden's not playing nice because he's staying in the race. That's it. He's, he's not staying nice. He's not playing nice because he's staying in the race. This is grim. No, that's that's the the, the title of the of, of the memo that was put together by James Carville and his his fellow pollsters when they looked at the analysis of things and they titled the memo. This is grim. From November 5th through November 11th, Democracy Corps, a Democratic advisory group founded by Stan Greenberg and James Carville, surveyed 2,500 voters in presidential and Senate battleground states, as well as competitive House districts. In an email, Greenberg summarized the results. This is grim. Now, I'll get into this in more detail a little bit later in the show. But you remember David Axelrod came out of the Obama reunion weekend on Sunday morning and started a tweet storm to take Joe Biden out of the race. That weekend was the weekend they all decided that he's got to go. That was the culmination of everything. That's when the Obamas got together, the people that actually run the place, at least for the Democrats, and all their top people got together on a Friday. You know, wedding weekends are fun, aren't they? Weddings on a Saturday, you get there Friday night, everybody has cocktails together and maybe rehearsal dinner. Hang out. Everybody has fun. Saturday during the day, you do your own thing, you know, golf or something. And then you have the big wedding that night. Everybody dances, has fun. Sunday morning is usually the brunch. A little bleary-eyed, Bloody Mary. You say your goodbyes. You hug people. Wish the bride and groom well. Wedding weekends are fun. Well, that was kind of like what the Obamas did. They did a big reunion. Everybody got there on Friday. Everybody caught up. On Saturday, they did their thing, whatever that is. Big dinner Saturday night. Sunday morning, as they're all getting ready to leave, Axelrod picks up the phone and starts tweeting about how Biden's got to go. Now, I'm a superstitious man, but I don't believe in coincidences in life. You know that. So that's why I know that David Axelrod had the absolute permission to say that Joe Biden had to go. It wasn't a coincidence. It was absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. I'm a superstitious man. And if some unlucky accident should befall him, if he should get shot in the head by a police officer, or if he should hang himself in his jail cell, or if he's struck by a bolt of lightning. I'm going to blame some of the people in this room. That's right. And you can blame the people who are in the room with Obama and David Axelrod, etc. And don't forget, too, the problems for Joe Biden keep escalating. They keep getting worse. When I get into this detail in detail with you about this polling memo, you're going to find out a couple of things that even I was shocked by. Now, remember, please, I caution you. Take this all with a grain of salt. This comes from the far right wing New York Times. So the vast right wing conspiracy site, the New York Times, has this story about how this is grim and Joe Biden is going to lose the presidency. Take it with a grain of salt. Like any other far right-wing conspiracy outlet that I share with you, take it with a grain of salt. Things keep getting worse. And as I go through the data with you, you find these data points out. You go, oof, 
That's not good. People don't like the standing of the world, certainly the economy. But the big takeaway, and this is the big takeaway here. This is what you can put to the bank. All their nonsense about scaring you and making you believe that Donald Trump's a dictator. It's not working. It's not working. And that's all they got. They don't got nothing else. So if that doesn't work, they got ungats, as we say. They have nothing. You have nothing. This is the problem for Democrats. This is where they are right now. In a very, very bad, bad place. Oof. Terrible. I almost feel bad for them, but I don't. See, here's the thing. I don't want Joe Biden to go. I want him to say he's a nominee. I think he's so beatable, it's not even funny. Yes, I know the Democrats are going to cheat. Duh. Yes, I know that there could be another pandemic. Yes, I know that all those things could occur. I still think Joe Biden goes down. I think that he's a feeble-minded fool, and I think that people realize he's corrupt. This is only going to get worse. The economy stinks. It's on him now. He can't hide in the basement, pretend to be just a nice old man who's going to unite America, give everybody hugs. I think he goes down. And I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. You know that old saying in life? I don't know what a replacement candidate brings to the table. I don't know how they're viewed. I mean, if it's Gavin the Hare Newsom, sure, you can ble- you, you can do what DeSantis did at that debate and you could hang all of California's problems on him. But the guy's smooth and slick and he might be able to dance around all that and convince people that he can he, he could be a moderate. I mean, he's not, but he might be able to convince people of that. If it's uh, his royal rugness, King Philip the Unaccountable, he, he, he might be able to convince people that there's more to him than just a rug stapled to his forehead. I, I worry about what I don't know. And I also worry about the ultimate. And I know it's not going to happen, Susie. I know. Michelle Obama. I worry about all of these things. And I like Joe Biden where he is. It's like the reason why I told you that they're never going to get rid of Bob Menendez is because Phil Murphy, the governor of New Jersey, King Philip the Unaccountable, likes likes Menendez right there, right where he is. His wife is getting all the support in the world. She's running for U.S. Senate against Menendez. She's getting all the support. She's getting the money, the fundraisers. Josh Shapiro, governor of Pennsylvania, is raising money for her. Faith groups, Democrat faith groups are backing her. She's got all the party bosses behind her. They like Bob Menendez right where he is. Keep him in the Senate. Don't make Murphy have to appoint his wife to take her seat. Just let it ride till June when the June primary happens and she becomes the Democrat nominee for U.S. Senate. I like Joe Biden where he is. I think he's beatable. I really, really do. And as the show develops today, I will give you more data points to prove that to you and tell you why if they take him out, which they want to do, which they are trying to do, it becomes problematic. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in on Twitter at Rich Zioli. And a woman has been charged after trying to burn down Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth home in Atlanta. Was she a MAGA extremist? Was she a domestic violent extremist with a history of Betsy Ross flags and MAGA hats? I'll tell you all about who she is and why this is yet another proof of Trump's America being destroyed from within. Except that it has nothing to do with that. Straight ahead. 
The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. That's the least of Hunter's escapades, by the way. The least of it. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. Please send me your thoughts on X Twitter. You know, I have a hard time still saying X, but feel free to do so at Rich Zioli. And you can even call the show today. Matt DeSancta Traitorous is off. He took off. I don't care. I don't know why. Uh, let's hope he doesn't come back. But where is he again, Henry? What, what's he doing today that he's not here? Uh, so he he's doing grad school at Johns Hopkins. Um, oh. He's getting his MBA, I think. And he needs to complete his final paper oh. or his thesis or whatever to uh, earn his credits for the semester. And even his days off are smug and elitist, aren't they? <laughs> I'll say. Unbelievable. I mean, imagine taking a day off because I got to write a paper. No. No, no, no. I, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just my job. I was take a day off and write a paper. No problem. Wow. Well, we're good. We're, it's thank God you're here, Henry. Oh well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And Henry will be screening your phone calls today, so be nice to him. I'll do the best I can. He's also already off the charts with the tunes today. Already, we started with some good music, so mm-hmm. I feel good about the whole Friday show. All right. And I'm happy it's Friday. You know, I'm always in a good mood on Friday when I'm here. When I'm here. That's the key point. Uh, the bill Congress, by the way, I just want to mention this point. I'll, I'll get further into this as the show develops. But the bill that Congress is currently pushing to reauthorize FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which I've talked about a lot with you, not only keeps warrantless surveillance alive, but expands its scope to include, quote, all equipment that is being or may be used to transmit or store such communications. In other words, The so-called FISA Act reform would give the government the ability to spy on just about any communication system in America without a warrant. But it's all about keeping you safe, kids. It's all about the children and keeping them safe. 855-839-1210. Johnny Cook on Twitter. Let's do a quick Cherry Hill Vavo social media check-in, shall we? Rich, by far the most underrated Hunter Biden episode is when he spent a huge amount of money to join the elite sex club and got kicked out on his first visit. How depraved do you have to be to get kicked out of an elite sex club? It's a uh, Johnny, it's an excellent question. I don't know. I've never been a member myself. I don't have that kind of coin. Uh, but it's an excellent point. Bill Bob one says, Rich, why if the Ukraine is at war, have we not heard about a humanitarian crisis or a ceasefire? Is it really a war or is it blackmail scam on Joe Biden? It's a great point. Great point. Where are the nightly uh, pictures of the bodies? What's happening? Right. Where, where, where are the calls for a ceasefire? Where are the calls for talks, negotiations? Nothing. Ed Farmer says, Rich Hunter made millions in Ukraine. Joe has been sending billions to Ukraine. Zelensky just bought not one, but two yachts to the tune of $75 million. Quid pro quo. Ed, Ukraine knows where the receipts are, man. You know, they got the receipts. When you got the receipts, you can extort somebody. You mention extortion again, I'll have your legs broken. Newman Price, everybody has something to hold over the big guy. Ukraine, China, the DNC, probably more. Was the 10% worth selling his soul? Excellent point. So how do they get him out? I told you my strategy the other day of what they do, and then all of a sudden they, they indict Hunter Biden. Remember, if they thought Joe Biden could win, none of this would be happening. None of it. It just would not be happening. This is a weaponized Department of Justice. This is a Department of Justice 
That goes after moms in yoga pants at school board meetings. Goes after Catholics who pray in Latin. This Department of Justice goes after its enemies and it protects its friends. There's no way, no way Merrick Garland authorizes anything unless the committee, the people that run the place, have authorized this and they need to take the big guy out because he's going to lose to Donald Trump and Donald Trump's going to go in there and actually drain the swamp this time and a whole lot of people are going to lose a whole lot of money. Starting with the military-industrial complex. So the swamp's pushing back, and they know that the problem is that the big guy is going to lose. So that's why all this is happening. I mean, come on. I was just talking to somebody out in the hall, and, and they said, people, when you bring up a deep state, people look at you like you're crazy. It's a conspiracy theory. It really isn't. I mean, there is a cabal of people that run the show. I think there's a, there's a domestic version of it, and there's an international version. They're very rich people. They're very powerful people. And they call the shots. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, Trump, by virtue of his finances, never had to worry about them because he, he had he had cash. But a lot of people don't. And they wind up putting politicians into these kind of situations so they can own them and call the shots. And then the politicians do their bidding. And then when they're not useful to them anymore, they shove them aside. And that's how it works. And that's what they're trying to do with Joe Biden at this moment in time, because he's going to lose. Nancy's in Philly. Nancy, happy Friday. Hi, Rich. Long time no speak. Well, I'm glad you Um, called. The Dems have uh, this going for them. They have the issue of abortion. And it's the same group of women who scream, my body, my choice. But when it came to uh, women and girls in Israel, getting raped, tortured, and then killed, they were silent. What happened to those women's uh, my body, my choice opportunity? Nancy, thank you. It's a good point. I I think that, um, and have a great weekend, I I think that you're going to realize as things go on, the abortion issue is not nearly what the media thinks it is in terms of hurting Republicans at the polls. It really isn't. Based on James Carville's analysis, it really is not what you think it is. So I'm just going to leave it at that, and I'll come back to that a little bit later when I get into some of the polling data. But it, I know that everybody keeps thinking that, well, since Dobbs, we haven't won an election, but it's really not that. It's something else. I mean, sure, there's always going to be a part of the electorate that votes on that issue, but that's not what's driving the problem here for Republicans. It, it's not. I'll explain. As the show goes on, I just I, I did want to mention, though, this is this is just an amazing story here. This um, woman who was charged here with with um, trying to burn down Martin Luther King Jr.'s childhood home in Atlanta. And when I heard the story, I assumed, obviously, white guy, MAGA hat, plaid flannel on, I mean, duh, right? Flannel, probably a gun, hunter. Betsy Ross flag, don't tread on me sticker. Like, duh, obviously. I mean, I heard that happen and I said, well, once again, MAGA extremists rising up to do the thing. Except that the woman, 26-year-old Lanisha Chantrice Henderson is black and I don't think MAGA. I, I I I don't think so anyway. But this is what they say. Thankfully, two tourists from Utah noticed Henderson trying to burn down the home and jumped into action to stop her. Tonight, an unfortunate incident occurred at the birth home of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. 
as an individual attempted to set fire to this historic property. Fortunately, the attempt was unsuccessful thanks to the brave intervention of Good Samaritans and the quick response of law enforcement. We thank the Atlanta Police Department, Atlanta Fire Department, the National Park Service, and Mayor Andrew Dickens for leading the efforts to ensure the safety of our cherished national landmark and its adjacent neighbors. Our prayers are with the individual who allegedly committed this criminal act. That's from the Martin Luther King Jr. Center. So what was her motivation for this? You can watch the video. You can see her. She's got one of those five-gallon uh, gas cans, you know? And she's pouring gasoline all over the property. And then some people went over and grabbed her and held her down until the police arrived. But here's a young black woman doing this to burn it down. For what purpose? What purpose? What was this about? And I, I, I mean, she's wearing all black and she's got a black hat on. I, I, it, one of, it's one of two things, right? I mean, one is that she's just a nutbag, crazy homeless person who just happened to have a five-gallon can of gasoline with her, right? That's scenario number one. Scenario number two is that she's a left-wing lunatic, probably Antifa, burning this down to try to show America how the white MAGA extremists are trying to destroy America and maybe start lots of rioting and violence in Atlanta. But she got caught doing it. I mean, she did it at night. I'm sure we'll learn nothing about her. I'm sure we'll have no answers to our questions. But just know that 26-year-old Lanisha Chantrice Henderson was arrested and charged after brave Samaritans took her down, held her down, until law enforcement could come. But it's very deliberate what she's doing. She's pouring a five-gallon gas can, pouring gasoline all over the home of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. My spidey sense tells me, and you know, I've got a pretty good feeling for this kind of stuff. My Fugazi radar, my gut, my spidey sense. I think it's all telling me that it's probably not scenario number one. Just crazy homeless lady just happens to have a five gallon thing of gas with her. It's and happens to be Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth home. It's probably scenario number two that she was hoping that she would escape and then blame it on MAGA. And the media would blame it on MAGA, of course, and that we would have riots in the streets and America would be on fire and it would, it would be Trump's fault somehow, be Trump's fault. But thankfully, Taurus got her. So that won't happen. Now, we'll, we'll learn nothing about who she is. We'll have none of our questions answered. And we may find out that she actually really is not a crazy homeless person, but they may tell us that she is. But that's where my famous Zioli Fugazi radar goes up and says, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Judging by how she's dressed, judging by how she looks, this was absolutely premeditated. She intended to do this. She thought this out. And she was dressed for the occasion in black spandex, or black leggings and a black hoodie and a black hat. Dressed for the occasion, dressed to escape, dressed to hide. And her mistake was, I guess she didn't do it late enough at night. That's probably the only reason. And the house would have went up like that. And she, you see the video of how much gasoline she's pouring on the house and the bushes and everything else. I mean, it would have just burned. No question about it. The, the, the boy at home of Martin Luther King Jr. would have burned to the ground. Or at least it would have caught such massive fire. And then every news crew in the country would have went there. And you would have had the usual speculation All the idiots on MSNBC and CNN sitting around talking about Trump's America, even though he's not president. This is Trump. This is MAGA. This is what we live in now. Domestic violent extremism. The government, 
would use it as, as an excuse to, for more spying, right? More, more profiling of people who might be DVEs, domestic violent extremists, more liberty taken away, more government power, the police state grows. Yeah, uh, you got to quote uh, Donald we, we like to say people kind, not oh, necessarily not, not you, mankind. Justin. I meant this one. Sorry, this one here. Uh, no, I don't have it. That doesn't matter. I was going to do the Vito Corleone thing again. This one. We, we like to say no, people no. kind. See, it's labeled wrong. See, it says I'm a superstitious man, but it's actually Justin Trudeau. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll fix that. That's all right. It's weird. You get the point. I'm a superstitious man. So I am a very superstitious man. And I, I, because I just go with my Fugazi radar, which has been spot on 100% of the time. Like, for example, remember years ago in Afternoon Drive when that woman gave that homeless guy her last $20? And you remember, I, I always tease Dawn to this day about it because Dawn was going on about what a great person she was to give this guy her last 20 bucks, you know? And um, I immediately in the middle of her newscast said, Fugazi, eh, I don't like this. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And sure enough, the whole thing was a scam. To raise money on GoFundMe, she and her boyfriend, by looking like they were good Samaritans giving this homeless guy money and to raise money for him, and he was in on it, and the whole thing. So this notion that this woman was just some random crazy lady, and this was not some plot by the left, nah, sorry. These things just don't happen like that. They'll tell us it was. They'll, I mean, the, the, the people that run the place will tell us that, but you and I know better. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. I'll tell you, there has never been, and I mean never been, a better time to get to Cherry Hill Volvo. There's a lot of great things happening over there. They're at the beginning of an exciting renovation to their dealership, and that means this is a great opportunity for you to purchase the Volvo of your dreams. They need to make room for all the construction equipment, so this month, take their already generous offers and add these incredible offers. An additional $1,000 off all new Vavos plus owner loyalty. And $2,000 off when financing or leasing through Vavo Cars. Plus a $7,500 lease rebate on all plug-in Vavos. The dedicated professionals at Cherry Hill Vavo pride themselves on always delivering the luxury experience that you deserve. And they'll certainly continue to do that throughout the remodeling of their dealership. Now we start with already aggressive pricing. And we add on top of that, these incentives, which is why you should get there. In addition to that, of course, we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios. They stand with us and you should stand with them because Cherry Hill Volvo is about giving you that luxury experience you deserve for a beautiful car that'll keep you safe on the road and make sure that you enjoy the drive every step of the way and you enjoy the experience too, because that's the thing. I want you to, and you got to enjoy the ride. And the experience at Cherry Hill Volvo, where they treat you with respect, never pressure you, all of that matters too. So again, take advantage of their already aggressive pricing and an additional $1,000 off all new Volvos plus owner loyalty and $2,000 off when financing or leasing through Volvo Cars. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, where relationships matter. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Also, I should mention to you, uh, mRNA is trending on Twitter today. mRNA, of course, is the um, the COVID vaccine. And uh, what they're finding, this new nature study that came out, is that modified mRNA actually makes new unexpected proteins in 25 to 30% of the recipients 
causing autoimmune reactions. Data published for the first time yesterday, nearly two years after over 13 billion doses have been administered. And what they're finding based on this nature study is that the mRNA COVID shot causes new spike proteins to be created and it actually can make people more likely to get sick with other disorders. They found things like, for example, an increase in serious slash severe events in children ages 5 through 17 with minimal benefit or harm in younger children. Protection against COVID infections, but may increase other infections uh, going forward. And this is where the autoimmune disorder problem comes in. Autoimmune disorders are no joke. So the results suggest that the mRNA vaccines are associated with increased risk of severe adverse events and increased risks of LRTI. Given the low risk of severe COVID-19 infection in children, it is not clear that the benefits of COVID-19 vaccine in children outweigh the harms. That's just one of the aspects that came out of this big review that came out, this big analysis. And, and this is why the attorney general of Texas is suing Pfizer. This is why the Florida Surgeon General, who hopefully will be on the show very, very soon, thanks to my friend Laura for making that happen. Uh, that's why the Attorney General of Florida is going after Pfizer right now and Moderna. Because these people lied and they didn't have the data, they didn't have the safety and the efficacy. And every time somebody in this country tried to bring forward a study that was done in another country, that study was labeled misinformation and taken down off social media platforms. Like actual medical studies, actual medical data from other countries like Sweden and Israel and places like that. And you shared that like a a medical paper and big tech, corporate media, the government, they all said, ah, that's disinformation. Take it down. Remember the time Joe Biden yelled that Facebook was killing people because it was allowing people to put stuff like that on the site. And the, the trials were not long enough obviously and the data was not there and they mandated this to a lot of people they 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 mean they mandated it and many people lost their jobs because they would not go along with it military members pilots a lot of people you couldn't enter certain places unless you had gotten the the covid shot you lost your liberty and your freedom over an experimental drug that we're finding out now has like what a lot of people thought has a lot of problems a lot of potential side effects here for many people. It goes to the heart of what I've been telling you about now for, I mean, years, which is that when the government limits your ability to have conversations about things, it doesn't just take away your First Amendment right to speak out in the public square. It also takes away your First Amendment right to hear competing ideas. I, I mean, maybe you were a parent at the time wondering if whether or not you should give this to your children And had you known what they were finding out in Europe and how the countries in Europe were turning around and saying, dad, don't do this. No more. Don't do this. Maybe you would have made a different decision for your children here in the United States of America, but you were not allowed to read those studies. You were not allowed to find out what Europe was doing. I mean, I brought that data to you. I brought that data to you because of the reason why, uh, the reason why I brought it to you was because Dr. Nicole Sapphire came on my show back when they started pushing this stuff out for children and she has kids and I have kids and she was the one who made the point very succinctly that if you look at what Europe is saying, 
you got to wait here when it comes to kids. At the time, she said, maybe you do one dose and maybe you wait a long time till the second. Maybe you never give the second. Maybe you don't give it at all. We have to wait till the data comes out. Kids are not dying from COVID. What is the rush? Why are we rushing this? Children are not dying of COVID. There hasn't been a single case of a kid who died of COVID. They've had other complications, but they didn't die of that. So what are we doing? But you couldn't talk about that. You were not allowed to express those opinions. You were not allowed to. I did my best during that whole ordeal to bring you people who could give us insight into what other countries around the world were learning. But putting that stuff in social media got you got you banned, got the post taken down or muted or <coughs> put, <laughs> put away or something like that. So uh, 855-839-1210. If you'd like to weigh in today on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Um, let's see. Hello says, hey, Rich, I was watching the video of the woman dousing Dr. King's home with gasoline. She's lucky that she got subdued. If she lit a match, she would have gone up in flames with the house because she is walking in the spilled gasoline. Well, maybe that was also the plan. You know, MAGA extremists burn down Dr. King's boyhood home and also kill a young black woman who happened to be there as a tourist. Or something, you know what I mean? Something like that. I don't know. I'm just saying I, I, the whole, it stinks. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. And I am a superstitious man. So you can't fool me. I was born at night, but not last night, as they say. And I don't think you can fool you either. All right. So thinking about how the situation is, and let me also make a political observation very quickly. Governor Ron DeSantis is on Fox News right now. And his wife is with him. His wife is beautiful. His wife is a, is a breast cancer survivor. Casey DeSantis, she's a tremendous asset to him. And I'm amazed at how long it's taken him to actually bring her into the conversation because truly she helps him in a big way. It's probably too late for him, but she does. She, I mean, she helps him a lot. She makes him look human. As somebody said in the hallway today, and I, I know the DeSantis people are going to get mad at me, but if you want your guy to win, you should probably take this advice to him. He doesn't come across as like, like human, really. He, 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 does, he doesn't come across as somebody who looks comfortable on the stage. He doesn't come across as somebody who looks warm and fuzzy. Casey DeSantis disarms him and makes him look like a, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She got the cross there on her neck. And, but it might be a little too late. But, I, but the fact that he's doing that says a lot. I think it says a lot. He also thinks that the rise of Nikki Haley is just media spin. I don't. I think the establishment's totally behind Nikki Haley, and they are doing everything they possibly can at this point now to get DeSantis out of the race. So the magic bullet, I guess you'd say, the, um, the, the quick thing that they're doing to try to save him is to bring the beautiful wife out on the campaign trail for the Fox News interviews, have the conversation, make him look human, and say, look, I mean, if she, you know, she's a beauty. If she finds him okay, well, then, you know, how bad could he be? I just, I, again, it's no disrespect to him. I think he's a fantastic governor. He's the best governor in the country. I just think Trump's lead is just too, it's insurmountable at this point. And, and the Democrats know that too, which is why they're trying to get Joe Biden out of the race because Trump will beat Joe Biden. Any Democrat will, but Trump will beat him. And he's the one they fear the most. They fear him the most because he will actually, this time around, take a cudgel to the deep state. And that affects their bottom line. So knowing that Trump can beat him, 
their plan, their big grand master scheme backfired in their face. Their master scheme was, let's do everything we can to help Trump get the nomination because it'll be a walk in the park beating him. Now they're looking at the data and going, ooh, Joe Biden's going to lose to this guy and he's going to lose badly. So now they're freaking out. But I'm just making the point. The Democrat operatives know what I know. They're, they're seeing the same data that I'm seeing. And that's why all this is happening to Hunter Biden. That's why all of this is occurring right now. Because the people that run the place, the people that run the show, the intelligentsia, all these people, they are the ones who have decided Biden has to go. Tom's in Downingtown. Tom, how are you, sir? Happy Friday. Hey, Rich. Happy Friday to you. I was uh, listening to your comments about the vaccine, and I have, like, regret that I actually, as I was telling your screener, you know, I kind of uh, advised my son, who was a senior in college, doing all of his 400-level classes in the kitchen, uh, getting an engineering degree, and then he had to get an internship. They waived the first one because of the pandemic. About a lot of, I'm not going to say which school, but he asked, you know, he said, i got to get into one of these places. They don't want to send there. I'm like, he's like, you know, I'm like, dude, a healthy kid does not need this shit put into their well, body. Well, you can't and, say, you can't, uh, Tom, you can't, you can't, you can't say that. Oh. I, I, you can't say the S word on, on the air, buddy. Uh, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Okay, so uh, big four o'clock hour coming up. My analysis on the Hunter Biden takedown, my analysis of the attempts to get rid of Joe Biden, all of this will be coming to you straight ahead in the four o'clock hour. Glad you're here. It's a Friday. Let's do this. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So is the president of Penn going to go? Is she going to survive? Will she be ousted? What is the latest? As Wharton, the business school, the board there, demands Liz McGill resign over her horrifying remarks. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. And uh, 67,000 Pennsylvanians have just received a bribe from Joe Biden. Yes, that's right. 67,000 people in the must-win state of Pennsylvania. Actually, closer to 80,000. But 80,000, we'll call it 80,000. 80,000 borrowers in the Keystone must-win, must-win state of Pennsylvania, the state that I believe will decide the next president of the United States just received a bribe. A totally legal bribe. From the president of the United States of America in the form of canceling student loan debt. Yes, this is the kind of stuff that just makes me happy. It really does. You know, when the corruption is that blatant, when they're literally using our money to bribe people for votes, it makes me happy because at least you don't have to look very far to find it. It's right there. It's all right there. And of course, as Biden does this in the must-win state of Pennsylvania, 80,000 people getting money. In the old days, and those of you who were involved in Jersey politics or Philly politics, you know what I'm talking about. You wanted to bribe a voter. You had to give them cigarettes. I mean, you, gotta get, you had to give them cigarettes or street cash or something around, walking around money, you know what I mean? Nowadays, you just send them a government check. You send them a checky. 
and go, here you go. This is for you. Times are tough. There you go. And Biden's going to do something else, too. In addition to this scam, this bribe that he's doing to millions of Americans. <coughs> excuse me. I got a cough thing going on, but it's not not COVID or anything. It's just allergies. It's just annoying. But he's also going to give out money for people to buy homes. So there'll be another bribe coming to people very, very soon. So you got the bribe for that and then the other bribe that's coming and all the bribes. Your money being used to bribe people into voting for him in must-win states like Pennsylvania. Makes you feel good, right? Oh, it does. Ah. $42 billion in debt relief for nearly 855,000 borrowers. I guarantee you every single one of these borrowers is going to vote Democrat. Every single one of them. Since October 21st of, I'm sorry, since October of 2021, 33,120 Pennsylvanians have had $2.3 billion in student debt discharged. Additionally, nearly 34,000 Pennsylvanians have been identified for debt relief due to changes in the plans as of mid-November 2023. See, when the Supreme Court struck down the unconstitutional student loan debt repayment scam bribe, Biden, of course, being a Democrat, said, I don't care what the courts say. I'm going to do it anyway. And he's doing it anyway because Democrats are lawless rogues. They are. They're lawless rogues and they do whatever the hell they want and they don't care what the courts say. And for years, for years, we had to listen to people tell us that Donald Trump would ignore the Supreme Court. Donald Trump would never leave office. Donald Trump would destroy the First Amendment, lock people up, censor people, censor his enemies. Biden's doing all of those things. And now he's bribing people, too. That's what Democrats do. They go, oh, I don't, oh, the court ruled I can't do that. Oh, we'll do it anyway. That's what all these governors are doing. After the Supreme Court struck down that, um, there's a New York case regarding your right to conceal carry outside your home. And after the Supreme Court struck that down, New York's overly burdensome law that really denied people their Second Amendment rights to do so, what did the governors of the blue states do, like the idiot king in New Jersey? And the governor of New York, that tyrant, Kathy Hochul, they did it anyway. They just rewrote the legislation in a way that made it such an absolute pain in the ass for you to leave home with a gun. You wouldn't even freaking bother. They don't believe in following the rule of law. They follow whatever they want to follow. The law just gets in their way. That's why they want to have a supermajority on the Supreme Court. I mean, I don't know why they don't follow the court anyway, but. But that's why they want to destroy the Constitution. Everything that they're doing is about destroying the Constitution because the Constitution, they're the, it's the guardrails that keeps the crazy people from just running the place and, and destroying it. And this is not a democracy. We are a republic, small r republic form of government. But ignore that fact for a moment. You hear constantly. I mean, every day, you can't go five minutes without hearing how Trump is a danger to democracy. Oh, he's going to burn it down. Donald Trump will burn down democracy. He will destroy it. He will be the dictator he always wanted to be and had four years to be and never was. But, you know, this time around, he won't let the opportunity pass him by. When you ask voters who they think is better at protecting democracy in America, believe it or not, you never want, you want to guess, you want to guess Trump over Biden by like five points. I know they're not buying the story. All those stories about how Trump's a dictator and going to destroy democracy. 
Yeah, not, people aren't believing it. I mean, Democrats are not believing it. Independents are not believing it. Republicans are not believing it. Nobody believes it. They are selling something that nobody wants to buy. But now Biden's bribing people. Literally bribing people with your taxpayer dollars. Hey, what do you need? What kind of debt you have, huh? What do you got? What do you got? Come here. Uncle Joe's going to take care of it for you. Here you go. Get yourself something nice. You know, put the money in the pocket. Go ahead. Go get yourself something nice. Oh, I should give you an update on this story. Deadspin. You know that vile leftist uh, rag that went after that little boy, little Kansas City Chiefs fan, accusing him of wearing blackface and being a racist, and they showed the picture so that just one side of his face would be seen, and also accused him of being uh, racist against Native Americans, even though he is Native American. Remember that whole story, right? And this little boy who was just so happy to be at the game with his parents, Monday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs, he colors one half of his face red, the other half black, because those are the team colors. He wears a Native American headdress. He's Native American. His uncle or his grandpa, one of them's on like the council, the local tribe council, and he's proud of his heritage. Deadspin vilified this seven-year-old little boy, vilified him, made him a, a national story. Well, good to know that they finally have quietly amended Karen J. Phillips' November 27th takedown of native headdresses and insensitive face paint at NFL games with an editor's note. The editor's note says the publication regrets any suggestion that we were attacking nine-year-old Holden Armenta. I said seven, he's nine. The editors also removed the original header photo that showed Holden in profile wearing a traditional Native American headdress and his face painted in black and red, two of the Chiefs' four team colors. And they revised the headline so that it no longer called out the fan specifically. Now they're just running a photo of NFL Commissioner Robert Goodell, Roger Goodell. They're, they're still saying the NFL needs to crack down on racism. I, the left will never really admit they're wrong, but the kids' parents are suing. So now Deadspin's trying to do what it can to at least protect itself legally. I hope the parents sue them out of business once and for all. I'll be honest. Until this story surfaced again, I thought they were out of business. I hadn't heard about them. Nobody had heard about Deadspin. Also, in addition to that, nowhere in that uh, revisions is there an apology. No, and there won't be an apology because the left never apologizes when they get it wrong. It's the same thing with Rolling Stone magazine. They completely got that story wrong about the gang rape on a college campus, but it doesn't matter. Because they'll say, well, okay, with this, this one wasn't true, but somewhere in America right now, a young woman is being raped because of rape culture. So this boy wasn't a racist, but somewhere at some other game, there's a racist there because Donald Trump's America is racist and blah, blah, blah. So the, they never have to apologize. They never have to admit they got it wrong, ever. But now the attorneys are going after them, so they're going to... Make little subtle shifts so that when it comes up in court, they can turn around and say, well, you know, we really redirected the bob, bob, They're still going to lose the case. And what doesn't help them, of course, is, is the nine-year-old boy. So good for his parents for going after them. The scumbags over there. Uh, Frank's in Ben Salem. Frank, how are you? Happy Friday, Frank. Hey, hey Rich. Hey, thanks a lot for what you're doing. Uh, my youngest of four in the Marines... 12 years exemplary service, two deployments, one coming up, 10 years in, you know, going to make it a career, uh, forced them to get a vaccination. Now, put it in perspective, four boys, 16 years of high school, two absenteeisms between all four of them. 
never missed. Unless they were bleeding from the ears, they're going. And he's been sick. I'm not going to say every month, but every other month, he feels sick. He's a Marine. He's solid. There's nothing wrong with him. He could kill you in 13 seconds, Rich. I mean, and he's been, he'll call me and say, you know, oh, God, I got a cold. I got this. I don't feel good. You know, this just doesn't happen to young guys. He's 32 now. This just doesn't happen. On the other side, my 37-year-old, he didn't get the shot, never been sick. He refused, and he works for the government, too. But he was somehow glad to get out of taking the shot. And, you know, these guys have been lying, and, you know, I've been listening to you for years, and the guys you have on, McCreary or uh, whatever his name is, and uh, the doctors, they're telling the truth. And we're getting lied to and still getting lied to. But the worst part is, Rich, most of the people, half of the people or a little bit less in this country are not very bright, Rich. Well, that's true. The uh, low information voters, as Rush used to call them, right, Frank? Oh, and they're killing us because their stupidity is hurting people like you and I are making a living and, you know, Having to spend excess money and gas at three fifty, three seventy. I mean, people should figure out it's about fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars a year in gas. Three years, that's over five grand for most people, and they still want to vote for the Dems. Well, actually, they don't, and that's the good news. And Frank, I'll break that down for you, buddy. Have a great weekend. Thanks to your sons for their service, and God bless. All right, take care. I'll share some more data with you as the show goes on, but actually, like working people, for example overwhelmingly by like a 10% in favor of Trump say that the Republicans are on their side. The first time it's been like this since the question was asked after FDR and the new deal Democrats came out with a way to bribe working people in this country. Now for the first time ever, the working people say they believe Trump and the Republicans stand for them. That's because the Democrat Party has become the party of the faculty lounges and the party of the academic coastal elites. You know who said that? I said that. But also James Carville said that, too. James Carville said that the Democrat Party has become the party of the faculty lounge and coastal elites. But this nature story that came out, this study on on the mRNA vaccines and the risk that it poses, particularly to healthy young people, is shocking and damaging and all of these things. And it's almost like. We could have seen this coming, but the people who run the show get very rich off this stuff. And I've told you this before. Big Pharma is, they are just as powerful now in this country as the military industrial complex is. And when George W. Bush signed Medicare Part D and made your prescription drugs something that would have to be paid for through Medicare, when he did that, he opened the door to them becoming even more powerful. And why did he do that? He did that because of the intense lobbying by the pharmaceutical industry in the early aughts. They wanted to make more money. The swamp, listen, how do you think you're paying for all these big ritzy mansions in Chevy Chase, Maryland? No relation to Chevy Chase or Bethesda, Maryland or Arlington. You're doing it because you're making a lot of money as a lobbyist or a lawyer. And you're going to Capitol Hill all day and you're telling them, hey, you have to give us immunity. For anything that comes up, any damages that these vaccines cause, you got to give us immunity here. And they take all these people out to fancy dinners at the Capitol Grill and they, they wine and dine them and they give them money and 
the whole thing stinks. This is why Trump is such a danger, presents such a danger to people's bottom lines. That's why everything that's happening with Hunter Biden is about getting Joe Biden out of the race because Trump can beat him. They never thought Trump could. Trump can beat him. And when Trump beats him, Trump goes in there and makes a lot of people very much less rich. I know grammatically it's not correct, but you know what I mean? So now that they realize that he can win, now they have to do anything they can to possibly stop him. Anything they possibly can. That's why Hunter Biden got the charges that he's facing. That's why he's facing this. Here's uh, Catherine Herridge discussing Hunter Biden's charges and the latest criminal indictment and how the door's left open for another charge. There's probably a reason why they have not dropped this bomb yet. But like I told you, ironically enough, it is what blew up the original plea deal. The not sweetheart, don't call it a sweetheart deal deal. It was a deal to cover up for the financial crimes of the president of the United States of America. But ironically enough, it was the question of FARA. Could Hunter Biden still be charged under the failure to register as a foreign agent act act? And the answer at the time was yes, which caused the whole deal to blow up. And this is what Catherine Herridge reported last night. She's probably the only decent thing about CBS News these days. Truly cut to. Now, you mentioned there could be more charges. What makes you think that? It's just my reading of of the document in in the first page. I think the language is uh, that they describe him as a lobbyist. Lobbyists have to register under what's called FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is a government way of saying that if you're working on behalf of foreign interests, you have to tell the U.S. government. In this case, the indictment spends a lot of time talking about Hunter Biden's business deals with the Ukraine energy firm Burisma. It also talks about his work with a Chinese energy firm, CEFC, and it also talks about his work with Romania. And that, to me, seems to leave the door open to potential fear of violations. I also would add that there has been some reporting subpoenas have been issued for his uh, his business partner, the president's uh, brother, James Biden. And that would go to the idea of a fair, you know, working together, yeah. lobbying on behalf of foreign interests. Now, we say all of that, but their position has been that they he he accepts responsibility for this this period in his life, but they've in no way admitted that they have been lobbying on behalf of those entities. Yeah. Well, you know, the walls are closing in here, going after the son, going after the brother. I mean, come on. The walls are closing in and it's not good. It's not a good situation. I know that there's some talk about how this is a gift to Hunter Biden, because in some way, shape or form, Hunter Biden you know, I mean, he, he doesn't have to testify in front of Congress. Who cares? That's that's who cares? I don't care. The fact that he's indicted proves my point that they're trying to get rid of the old man. Doesn't matter if he doesn't testify in front of Congress. If, if he can't do that because of these charges, it's not some gift to the Bidens. It's far from it. This indictment and then the subpoena of the old man's brother is just a way to let them know we are not stopping here. The only way this ends is if you get out. Tell Mike it was only business. I always liked him. Tom, can you get me off the hook? For old time's sake. Can't do it, Sally. Can't do it. Not this time. The only way to get off the hook this time is if you get out of the race. Otherwise, we keep coming and we keep coming and we keep coming. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Ted's in Swarthmore. Ted, how are you, sir? Good, Rich. How are you doing today? Good, buddy. Happy hey, Friday. 
Happy Friday to you, too. Hey, I'm just calling in to report from the Zioli Army on the field, out in the field. Yesterday, I had seven guys standing around trying to get paid at a scrapyard, and one guy blamed Biden for breaking the uh, ATM machines. And I turned around, and one guy said, no, Trump did. He's, he's going to be a dictator. And I confronted the guy who said he was going to be a dictator, and before it ended... I had uh, five other guys giving me a high five for taking them down. So you're right, dead on. He is not winning that game. No, no, no. That's a message no. nobody's buying, Ted. Nobody's buying They're it. Not. Well, thank you for your Zioli Army field work. It is very much appreciated. All right. Thank have you, brother. Rich. All right, you two have a good weekend. I should remind you, too, we're going to be in Cape May a week from today. Yes, I'm so excited. Yes, Cape May. Back in my happy place. Will you join us, please? Please. It's going to be a great show. It's our last live show of the year, and I want to see you there. If you're not there, I'm going to be very, very unhappy. You better be there. It'll be a Christmas miracle. We can all be together and enjoy each other's company. You and your fellow Zioli Army members, the Grand Hotel, will be all decorated for Christmas, and KMA is beautiful around Christmas time. Live shows are nuts. They go off the rails. You never know what's going to happen. So don't miss it. It's 3 to 7 p.m., Next Friday at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. So that's Friday, December 15th. And that's going to also start a chain reaction of things. So a chain reaction of things are going to occur after that. Starting with Monday, the 18th, I will be a guest. I'm very excited about this. I will be a guest on Dana Perino's podcast. You hear that, Henry? She reached out to me today and said, will you do my podcast with me on December 18th? It's a Monday. All right. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, totally. Then we got filling in for Mark Levin on the 19th and the 20th. Then we got filling in for Dana Lash on the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. So one of those days, I'll be on the radio from 12 p.m. until 9 p.m., which means here on Talk Radio 1210, you'll be able to hear me from 3 p.m. until midnight. That's pretty cool. That is awesome. W-R-A-Z. W-R-A-Z, Henry. I hear you. So a chain reaction is going to occur starting Friday. Big things coming. Big things are coming, my man. This is good stuff. One in four who had the Pfizer COVID jab experienced unintended immune response. This is from the Telegraph. mRNA vaccines were affected by the glitch, but no adverse effects were created, says Cambridge researchers. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. An unintended immune response created by a glitch. In the way the vaccine was read by the body. A glitch. You know, you're glitching again. They found that sometimes led to nonsense proteins being made instead of the desired COVID spike protein, which mimics infection and leads to antibody production. These jabs created by Moderna and Pfizer use a string of genetic material to tell the body to create a specific protein that safely imitates an infection. But what they found is that it caused other problems where they wound up creating other spike proteins. And then you might have these immuno disorders that are coming out. So no bueno, as they say, no bueno. Greg's in Chestnut Hill. Greg, happy Friday. What's up? Happy Friday, Rich. All that, all that radio exposure and all this news you're going to be on, you're going to be on the TV and on the radio more than Taylor Swift. People are going to have burnout, brother. Do you think they I'll be Times Man will, of the Year or Person of the Year? You'll be Times. You know, you person. You don't say Man of the Year. That's not very nice, right? Sorry, you're Person of the Year. Person yeah, of the Year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that, but no, that's awesome. But I was just talking to Henry. Henry's the one main gang in there. 
So be nice to Henry. I am nice you know to Henry. I, mean? I yeah. love Henry. Henry's doing great. Yeah, exactly. Till, till, till Monday, and then you'll forget when, when Matt's back, and then it'll all be the same. So, <laughs> well, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind, because uh, yeah. it's more inclusive. <laughs> right. The, but the, I just have a quick question, Greg, not to interrupt you, but I do have to ask Henry yeah. an official question. If I call him Fidel Castro's bastard love child, do you have to officially correct me? Uh yeah, I think uh, corporate would prefer if I did, yeah. All right, so let's practice how that goes, Greg. That was, of course, Fidel Castro's bastard love child, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. No, no, no. <laughs> it is what now, Henry? Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau and not the Cuban dictator Fidel Castro. Allegedly. All right, we did that well. Yeah. That worked out very well, Greg. The, 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 best, the best part of that, that was back when you were in mornings. Back in the 16, back 2016, I'll go back that far, when you were doing Megaphone Bernie, and you would go crazy on Megaphone Bernie, and that's when Megaphone Bernie was, he was a nasty woman, woman chasing, loved the young hotties. Loved the young used hotties. To, you used to, you used to get on that micro, megaphone, and the stuff that you would say, would give Greg Stocker so much consternation, he would be sick to his stomach. Sim- similar to what you do to uh, what you do to, to uh, Matt when you say about Justin Trudeau, the love child. Well, it's so. what Matt the Sancta Traitorous deserves. He took off work today to write a freaking paper. Ah, uh, that's soft. He's soft, too. He is soft. He's probably flying first class right now, writing it. Well, <laughs> Just taking a first class flight just to get some alone time. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's so, they, I don't, they don't make him like Henry anymore. You know what I mean? Now Henry's the man. Shard up on Twitter just actually nice. said that. She said, hi, Rich. Knowing Matt DeSantis, he probably booked a flight somewhere just to finish his grad paper. <laughs> <laughs> In he's first soft. class, no doubt. He's, he's soft. Yeah, what I, let me, what I was saying was, all this Biden, Hunter Biden stuff, I don't like it. I just think this is going to be a giant cover-up. It's the, it's the Dems are going to win again because... They're going to get, they're going to get by Joe Biden, a useful idiot, out. is no longer useful. He's just an idiot. And then they're going to get him out. They're going to backdoor him. And then Hunter Biden's going to, they're going to have his case. He's going to lose, get some time or get something. And then it's never going to be brought up. This corruption about Joe Biden, which is the real serious item, is all the corruption. And the corruption goes into the Obama thing. That's what they're scared about. All the, most of this corruption goes back to when Biden, Obama was president and Biden was vice president. So I think it's going to get swept under the rug. It looks good. They, they're going to say, look, we just, we're going to prosecute the son of the press sitting president. This is a bunch of crap. I mm. think this is... Uh, I, 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 I disagree with you. I mean, it can turn into that, but I think this is not going anywhere until Joe Biden gets out of the race. I think that's why they're doing this. I, I agree with you there, but then it's just going to stop. That's okay. And well, that, 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 that's how it works. That's the game, though. That's the game. That, that's what will happen. It'll be swept under the rug. There'll be a plea agreement, and that'll be the end of it. 100%. That's what will happen if Biden gets out of the race. If he doesn't get out of the race, then this will go all the way. This is, this is what's all- happening. This is the game right now. Right. Okay. They just want him out. And you think that that's, they're not good at Seattle? I thought he was going to be out of the I thought he was going to be out anyway because he's only a few more months or a very little bit of time left where he has any cog- anything cognitive up there, up in his head. He's, he's, a, he's a hot mess. How, how much longer can they carry him? So I, I just feel like there's something else there, Rich. I, I like that he's gone, but I just hope it doesn't get buried, and then he's going to take the out. 
You know, he's going to take care of his son. He's going to have family matters. That's yeah. what I think, and I don't like it. I, I think, don't like it. I think you're right. Greg, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a great weekend. 855-839-1210. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it. You pretty much nailed it. Oh, I just got a text from my executive producer, Matt DeSanct, the traitorous. Uh, Victor Davis Hansen, 6 p.m. next Friday for the Cape May broadcast. I guess he's got the Wi-Fi on the first-class flight, Henry. Yeah. So he's able to send text messages. Do you, do you think he's listening? Yes. You do? I do. I don't. No? No, he's, I, I, should, I, should, I should come to his defense a little bit. I'm pretty sure this paper's like 15, 20 pages long. Oh, 15 or 20 pages. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How's he going to do it? I hope he survives. <laughs> Somebody send him biscuits. And tea. Up on him, though. <laughs> what a wuss. I mean, uh, what a wuss. I mean, truly. But that's a good get. So thank you, Matt, for that, at least, if you are listening. Still, you're a wuss. But anyway. Uh, all right. Listen, guys, don't mess this up, all right? Uh, and women, everybody, please, I'm telling you, don't mess up Christmas with everybody on your list by getting them something that's lame and they got to return it. And they look at you with that look like, this is what you got me? Clients, your boss, your husband, your wife will love the delicious food from Omaha Steaks, your in-laws. Everybody on your list will appreciate great food because Omaha Steaks is making it easy for you to save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code Zioli at checkout, you're going to get an additional $30 off your order. That's right, 30 bucks off. Where do you get $30 off today when you buy delicious gourmet food? You don't, that's the answer. But you do at Omaha Steaks. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. I just sent a gift to somebody, and I was able to do a little surf and turf for them, and they loved it. And you save 50% off site-wide, then I put in my code Zeoli, Z-E-O-L-I, at checkout, and I saved 30 bucks. It was great. Beat the shipping rush and do this today. Nobody ever returns great steaks. And Omaha Steaks is truly a gift from the heart. Five generations of family-owned business in the American heartland. Not This is not a Chinese-owned company. This is, this is not a big conglomerate. It's a family-owned business. And they age every steak 28 days to ensure it is perfect. And they stand by the absolute best guarantee in the business. Best steak of your life guaranteed, period. So do what I do every year when I send people that I care about the delicious taste of Omaha Steaks. When you use my name, Zioli, you get $30 off. Minimum order may be required. 50% off site-wide. Do it today. Go to omahasteaks.com and achieve gift-giving greatness. omahasteaks.com, promo code Zioli. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right. Friday feeling. Love it. You know, Scott Cofina, who is a former assistant United States attorney, asked a great question. Uh, he was the Burlington County prosecutor. He, a great question is, so with Hunter Biden spending all this money on, on ladies and strip clubs and porn sites, how did he find the time to provide his expertise in the energy business to Burisma? How did he do it? I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. You know what I mean? If you're spending all this money on hookers and blow and then you're enjoying the hookers and the blow, because what's the point of spending the money if you're not going to enjoy it? You're going to all these strip clubs. You're racking up hundreds of thousands of dollars in strip club money, making it rain. If you're spending 30000 a year on porn sites, I mean, you're going to get your money's worth, I imagine, and probably log in once in a while. So how does a man then find the time to lend his vast energy expertise to Burisma? That is a, I mean, that is a, a, a multitasking miracle right there, if you ask me. It's a hell of a work-life balance. It is a hell of a work-life balance, Henry, and it is really, truly a class in time management 101. You have to prioritize every minute of the day. It's crucial. Time is the gift I would rob. You could teach so, that a pen. How do I fit in hookers, blow, strip clubs, porn sites, and consulting for Burisma? Well, it's very, very simple. Uh, you start your day with a little time on the adult sites, right? Because the strip clubs aren't open yet. You uh, consult with Burisma from like 10 to 10.04. And then you go to the strip clubs for lunch. Then you get the ladies to come escort you home. And then you start all over again the next day. You give them the good four minutes, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, he's pretty efficient you know, having lunch at the strip club. I mean, doing two things at once. You're, you're accomplishing two things at once. It, the bingo. And that's the key to multitasking, right? Sometimes you have to do couple things at the same time it's like well, i'm at a strip club i might as well have lunch here and dinner because that, that that's one less thing i got to do you know so i can get back to the important task of providing my vast energy expertise even though i never i don't have any to barisma since they're paying me a million bucks a year nothing to do with my old man nothing to do with the fact that he's vice president and went to ukraine and withheld threatened to withhold a billion dollars in aid if they did not fire the prosecutor victor shokin who was investigating burisma ah that little stunt you pulled couldn't fool corleone 855-839-1210 is the number henry you ever have a wagyu burger no no i can't say that i have delicious yeah that's that's something matt desantis like would rave about yeah that's it's an elitist kind of a thing you know what i mean (laughs) Well, he loves his Wagyu steaks, and I'm sure Wagyu burgers, you know, right there with it. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. No, I've never had Wagyu anything. Uh, it's good. It's pricey, obviously, and not every place has it. You got to go to sometimes very fancy steakhouses or the COP28 Climate Confab, because at the COP28 Climate Confab, 
They have numerous upscale food options available for their attendees to enjoy on site, including several that serve meat. Now, remember, the United Nations agency is coming out and saying everybody has to reduce their meat consumption. But at COP28, just like how all these hypocrites come in on private jets and private yachts and get shuttered around and shuttled around in private big SUVs, all of which are spewing all kinds of crap into the atmosphere that personally I don't mind, but they are all screaming about. And um, even a couple of them will drive the electric cars for show. And then at night, those cars would get hooked up to the electric grid in Dubai, which, of course, is powered by oil because... Dubai is saying we are doubling down, baby, on drill, baby, drill. We are doubling down. We are building islands so that we can continue our offshore drilling. Because when the rest of you idiots in the world decide you don't want to have oil anymore, we're ready. We're going to step up and provide it to you. It's going to come at a price and you're going to have to wet our beak, but we'll be there for you. So among the things that the attendees were able to enjoy at COP28 included smoked Wagyu beef burgers, melt-in-your-mouth barbecue, Mmm, delicious. Other on-site options include the Hungry Hub, a good option for those on the prowl for juicy beef, slabs of succulent meat coupled with a complex mix of decadent flavors melt in your mouth. There was Citronelle, which offers a unique fusion of Asian culinary traditions with a touch of French flair. And Philly John. Philly John, which specializes in good burgers, Good South Philly cheesesteaks and good South Philly Italian cocktails. Meat for me, but not for thee. How bad do you think that cheesesteak in Dubai was? Come on. Dry as hell. Dry as hell. No doubt about it. And I bet you they did not use a seated roll. No, I bet you they put mozzarella on it. Probably put mozzarella on it. Numerous events over the course of the two-week confab. And um, the attendees will all have lots of cocktails, lots of partying. Lots of these things. Hugh Dong-Wi, the head of the um, FAO, that's one of the organizations involved here, um, a former Chinese Communist Party official who has drawn scrutiny in the past for using his UN post in a way that was thought to benefit Beijing. And they had a report that came out, which, of course, shows that the world is all ending and that countries need to drastically diminish their meat consumption. And they discussed this report over a tomahawk steak, probably served Pittsburgh style. You know what I mean? A little char on the outside, a little rare on the inside. Mmm, delicious. So all these people get there, these freaking hypocrites, and then they decide how they're going to intervene to limit our meat consumption. And because hypocrisy knows no bounds and these people have no shame, they do it over steak. They literally do it while eating meat. These people are amazing. And they do it in Dubai, a country that is doubling down on drilling. You really just cannot make this stuff up. Now I'm in the mood for a steak. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Maybe I'll go and get myself one. Uh, Here is uh, the CNN report on Hunter Biden and what he's been charged with. Nine federal tax crimes, including three felonies. Cut number one. Well, I understand. I have the indictment right here. It's voluminous. It's 56 pages. But in going through this, the Justice Department details the allegations supporting these nine counts that they have filed against Hunter Biden. They include three felony tax offenses and six misdemeanor tax offenses. Now, to put that in context, 
Hunter Biden was hoping to resolve this investigation by pleading guilty to just two misdemeanors. But here, the Justice Department is alleging that he engaged in a four-year scheme in which they say he chose not to pay at least $1.4 million in self-assessed federal taxes he owed between 2016 and 2019. And then they also accuse him of trying to evade the assessment of taxes for 2018 when he filed false returns. Now, they allege that he subverted the payroll and tax withholding process of his own company by withdrawing millions outside of that process. They also accuse him of spending millions of dollars on a, quote, extravagant lifestyle rather than paying his tax bills. They say in 2018, he stopped paying his outstanding and overdue taxes for the tax year 2015 and willfully failed to pay his 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019 taxes on time, despite, they say, having access to funds to pay some or all of these taxes. They allege he willfully failed to file in 2017 and 2018, and then when he did finally file in 2018, they, as they say that he did so to reduce the very substantial tax liability he faced in February 2020. Now, again, these are these are tax allegations. It's a little in the weeds, but uh, he faces a maximum penalty of 17 years in prison. Now, of course, oftentimes sentences are, are far less uh, than the maximum. But I'll note that in the press release tonight, Anderson, the Justice Department also says that the investigation is ongoing. And that's notable because the question of whether the investigations into the president's son were fully going to be wrapped up with a plea deal or if they would possibly continued, that became a real key issue uh, between his lawyers and the Justice Department. So notable that they included that here. It feels a little bit more than just the standard boilerplate, but we would expect that the president's son would likely make his first court appearance uh, probably sometime next week. Okay. Uh, or it can all just go away. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? They can all just go away. 855-839-1210. Guys, uh, you gotta do the, the you gotta do right by the woman in your life. You gotta make sure she's happy this Christmas. So what do you do? Do what I did. Get your wife the beautiful, luxurious, seductive, naturally nude pajamas from pajamagram.com. It's so good, they sell out every year. Naturally nude pajamas are known for the ultimate comfort and style. Soft, silky, totally luxurious. Better than lingerie with a curve-caressing fit. Here's the best part. When you order Naturally Nude Pajamas today, you're going to get a free Naturally Nude nighty. That's a $75 savings on a deluxe two-in-one complete gift. And that's not all. With Pajamagram, you can even add gift packaging. Now, look, this is easy. You're going to make her happy. She's going to look beautiful in them. And she's going to be super comfortable, feel luxurious, everybody wins. Bridget loves hers. I gave them to her last year for Christmas, and she loves them. She sleeps in them all the time, and she looks beautiful in them. And so will the woman in your life as well. Do it today, because they sell out every Christmas. Just go to pajamagram.com, tell them I sent you. You'll get the free nighty, a $75 value. Have them ship it, have them wrap it, make it easy on yourself, and be done. The soft, luxurious, silky elegance of naturally nude pajamas. So seductive, it's like wearing nothing at all. But amazingly, it also achieves the comfort and the warmth that she's looking for when she goes to bed. So you can't lose. Naturally nude pajamas, pajamagram.com, pajamagram.com. Thanks for listening. 
to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Oh, baby. Friday. Thanks for being here. 855-839-1210. So, Henry, we talked about the NCAA yesterday. You mentioned to me that you had a chance to review the issue, and you, you, you're not siding with the players this time around. Uh, yeah, that would be correct. So, How come? So, what I'm getting is that these players, they want to be paid through the schools as, you know, kind of uh, pay for play, essentially. They want their cut of the pie, mm-hmm. their slice of the pie. Um, I, I didn't see where these – I think these athletes are remaining anonymous right now. So I don't see what sports they play for. I know they're playing in one of the Power Five conferences. But the reason I, I'm citing against them is that football and basketball drive the revenue for pretty much everything in college sports. And because they do that – they pay for all the other sports in college that don't create revenue. Right. Like they they end the year in a deficit most programs. Like college football makes up I'd say 95 to 99% of like all the money in, in college sports and the other 1 to 5% is men's college basketball. Everything else operates at about even or at a deficit. So if you want I, I don't know what sports these are that's that's another thing like if it's football we can start talking about it. these are all five football players who brought forward this case that they feel like they're not getting paid that I, I'd like it to doesn't hear say that the sport out. huh it doesn't say the sport interesting that's that's where I'm that's where I'm you know kind of like if it's on. women's highlight it's not making money for the school no it, it's crazy because you think like something like baseball college baseball you think that would make money no not so much no because after I mean it makes revenue but after you know all the expenses and everything you're back down to pennies you were talking about b- basketball and football and and the tv time that goes with it Correct. <laughs> excuse me and these players who like have a legit point about the universities making millions of dollars off of them playing and of course the debate is where you're getting a free education most likely so you know that now they can make money off their likeness and their image but the minute that you start paying the athletes in baseball or excuse me basketball and football that's when the women's volleyball team players start screaming and saying this is sexist and you're leaving us out. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of kind of like the whole uh, U.S. soccer situation, how the women's team wanted to be paid the same as the men's, but it's, at the same time, it's like, well, the men draw in you know the higher crowds, you know, more tickets, more TV revenue, things like that. That's why they make more money. It's you don't same- watch uh, women's college basketball? Not so uh, much. I do. I do occasionally. Yeah. Do there's, you? There's some I don't. Good, oh, there's some good women out there. Well, I, I'm a college basketball junkie, so oh, okay. I, I like the stuff. I love the stuff. Like I watch. Obviously, if the Terps are playing, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on the game. Right. Probably be heartbroken. But if it's the Lady Terps, no offense, I'm not I'm not watching it. Yeah. I mean, not my thing. Yeah. It, it's got to be like an elite program playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But no. But you're also a degenerate gambler, though, right? I, I mean, no. Degenerate is not the right. Word. <laughs> Generate is not the right word. I make, <laughs> I'll make a couple bets every day for a couple of dollars, and you know, I usually win a lot. So I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a degenerate. No, you are a successful gambler. I'm a successful gambler. It's you, only degenerate if you lose. Right. Yes. No. You are doing just fine, my doing friend. Great. You're doing just Life, fine. Lifetime. I'm up money. So good. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard to really take the side of the students if you don't know a the sport they're playing, and and b. Well, really, just that. I mean, it's it's if you don't know the sport. Right. And my guess is it's probably not basketball or football because if it was, they would be saying that, right? I, I, I think so, yeah. Like, it, And they said it's Power 5 school. So maybe there's something to it because maybe, you know, all in all, like a Power 5 school, the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, uh, the SEC, and who am I forgetting? The Pac-12, who's going to 
disband after this year. Like those schools probably make the most of, you know, any other school in the country. But I'd like to see what sport these athletes are coming from. Because like I said, football drives all the other sports. Football pretty much pays for everything else. Yeah. So if you're asking for a cut of this pie for lacrosse, I don't think you're going to get much, if anything. So when we get bumped for women's highlight, not not really a big revenue maker for the school. No, I, I wouldn't say so. And we are getting bumped, not next week, but the week after that. There's a couple couple things happening. Yeah, I think there's a. I think Temple's playing in a Christmas tournament. Nice. Sorts, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, brutal. Come on. And then we get when when do all the fun tournaments start? Where we really get bumped. When is that? Like what? Oh, so uh, conference tournaments? You mean? Yeah. So for Penn State and Temple, those are in March. I gotta wait till March. Yeah. So the first. Maybe the second week of March, those will start, especially for the Big Ten, which Penn State plays in, and the American, which Temple plays in. They'll start a little later than the other. You tell me how to do a four-hour show every day until March? I mean, there will be some Temple and Penn State games sprinkled in here and there. But... Good. I mean, damn it. <laughs> but, yeah, for the mo- you're not going to get those uh, those wacky tournament games outside of uh, some Christmas time and, yeah, in March when the conference tournaments start. Interesting. And then if they make the, the big dance, the big tournament, yeah, we'll see then. Yeah, yeah. Good. Listen, you know that's um, we we shall see. Uh, I also wanted to mention, and this is pretty amazing. Here, this is good stuff. This person might be the biggest idiot in America. Like, I love people who are idiots. I really do. They make me happy. They always remind me too that whenever I'm having a tough day, I'm not as dumb as this person, at least, which is good. <laughs> so this person, Henry, this was a woman. It's called shoplifting. At an event called Shop with a Cop, there were 70 police officers present. This is a Michigan woman. It's Walmart. She was caught shoplifting during a Shop with a Cop event with over 70 police officers present. So she had a cart with about $730 in goods, ran through the self-checkout, and all the cops turned around and said, huh? And they arrested her. So this might be one of the biggest dumbasses in the history of crime. Not oh, that criminals man. are particularly a smart group, but this one really. I, I would I would love to like see the rationale behind that thinking. Like, oh, the cops are here. Maybe they won't. You know, who are they going to call? They're all here. <laughs> well, right. Like, yeah, I don't think you thought that far. They're literally all right there. They are. They don't need to be called. Yeah, they're there, and they're just going to go in the parking lot and arrest you, which is what they did. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love dumb criminals. Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> Coming up in the five o'clock hour, we got 30 minutes of nonstop talk for you. I'll give you the latest on what's going on with the president of Wharton. Also, to Donald Trump, an appeals court upholds key provisions of his gag order. It's unconstitutional, in my opinion. I'll share that with you. And a reminder, one week from today, we are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. I want to see you there at my happy place for our Christmas spectacular. That's right. If you miss it, you're going to have major FOMO, fear of missing out, so don't miss it. Join us live in Cape May. The Grand Hotel is beautiful this time of year. And you will also meet your fellow Zioli Army members. The bar will be open. We'll have some Christmas cheer, some Hanukkah cheer. It'll be a lot of fun. So join us next Friday, one week from today, 3 to 7 p.m. You can come for the whole show, a little bit of the show, whatever you like. And you don't need to reserve anything for the show. You don't have to get a ticket or anything. Just come on by and see us. The Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, next Friday night. I will see you there. 
The Russians, I know, I know, shocking, right? Why did they not charge him with the FARA violation? Is it to protect Joe Biden or could it be to protect somebody else? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. All eyes are on the president of Penn, whether or not she will survive this after her vile performance in front of Congress when she said, you know what, listen, Our speech code may uh, kick you off campus for saying somebody's fat or using the wrong pronoun, but if you call for genocide of the Jews, well, we don't really know if that's hate speech. She's probably not going to survive this because the alumni are, they are absolutely, absolutely rebelling right now and taking away their money. And when the money goes, that's when she goes. And that's what's happening right now. So Hunter Biden... I have this audio we pulled for you. He's actually now still going with the Russia collusion narrative. I I kid you not. I mean, I kid you not. This this is absolutely amazing. But he is saying right now, he did a podcast thing and the podcast posted today. And he claimed that the allegations of corruption that have been raised against him have the earmarks of Russian disinformation. All right. It was on the Moby pod. Here's what he said about the Russians. Take a listen. Which, by the way, this whole idea that this this may not in every aspect be a Russian disinformation campaign, but it has literally every earmark of what the Russians did. Yeah, there's um, what's it called? It's called um, eliminationist rhetoric. Eliminationist rhetoric was something that the Nazis came up with as a as a tool to to undermine uh, their political rivals. And then Putin has fine tuned it. And what Putin did when he was coming to power in the early 2000s was there were still some real significant voices of some and some with real money and intellectual public standing inside of Russia or living as expatriates that were speaking out against Putin. So what did he do? He didn't argue with them on the merits. He didn't argue with them about economic policy and democracy and the freedom to vote because he knew he'd lose that argument. So what did he do? He labeled them pedophiles. He planted child pornography on their laptops and their computers. And so maybe only 10% of the people then in the public would believe this. But then when he would turn around after he got 10, 15, 20% of the people believe in the worst thing you can possibly think about a human being. And then when he turns around and said, and also he's a money launderer and he is against the Russian people. It's a lot easier for them to believe that. What the, believe that. what the hell is he talking about? What, what he's saying here, he's suggesting, just so you understand, he's suggesting right now that maybe Putin might have put those pictures of him with hookers on his laptop. All those dirty pictures and dirty videos, all the porn videos that he took, maybe Putin put them there. And maybe it wasn't even him. Maybe it was like revenge porn where they put his face on one of the bodies or something like that. Is this guy for real? 
And, of course, the dopes doing the podcast are like, uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Hunter Biden is playing the classic game here of, well, look, uh, since Putin does those things to his enemies, what they did to me is very much like what Putin does to his people. So you can see now how it has, it may not be Russian disinformation, but it has the every earmark of what the Russians did. Now, I want to remind you of something, and you know this, but I'm just going to refresh your memory about this. And that is the following. It was October 19th, 2020. I still have it bookmarked. 10.45 p.m. Jen Psaki. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo. Dozens of former intel officials say. And it links to the political article, which is still there to this day. It's still right on their site. More than 50 former national intelligence officials signed a letter casting doubt on the providence of a New York Post story on the former vice president's son. So Hunter Biden is still going with the game that maybe this is the Russians. And, he, and he's acknowledging here, he's acknowledging that it isn't, but it could be because it's what Putin does. So, so now he, he's suing John Paul MacIsaac because he said that John Paul MacIsaac leaked all this stuff about his laptop. So he claimed the laptop was his. He's owning the laptop in that lawsuit. And is he now suggesting that all of those graphic sex pictures and sex videos that he did with hookers and orgies and, and, and doing blow with them and everything like that. Is, is he suggesting that Putin planted those on his laptop? That Putin used face-altering technology to make it look like Hunter? It's, it's the old distraction again. It's the old, well, you know, the Russians. I mean, the Democrats have no creative ideas left. Literally everything is the Russians now. Every, everything. Even his own, his, his own laptop with his own pictures of him with, with, with whores, hookers, excuse me, working girls, excuse me, excuse me, who is, uh, <laughs> even that is Russians. Even that is Russians. And also Elon Musk. Hunter Biden also calls Elon Musk a very damaged human being and claims that Elon Musk is culpable in spreading misinformation about him. Now, Remember when the Hunter Biden laptop story came out in 2020? What did social media do? The corporate media and big tech, the unholy triad, what did they do? Well, they circled the wagons and they all put out the same idea that it was Russian disinformation. The CIA and the deep state, they all went out there and did their thing to make everybody believe this was Russian disinformation. And it was not to cover up the fact that Hunter Biden had these graphic sex pictures and videos. It was because it links Hunter Biden to the financial crimes of candidate at the time, Joe Biden, the former vice president of the United States of America, who they were running as good old Uncle Joe in his basement, who's going to heal America from mean tweets. That's why they did what they did with the laptop. It was not because of Hunter Biden's disgusting pornography. Because that would have given Joe Biden the opportunity to talk about how his son has reformed his life and he understands what... If you have a child in the grips of addiction, what that can be like, and Hunter hit rock bottom, but now I've lifted him up, and blah, 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 blah. It would have been a great opportunity for them. So that's not why they did it. They didn't do it because of that. And it's funny that Hunter keeps trying to bring it back to that. All these disgusting videos and pictures of him, well, you know, it could have been Putin. Just saying. It could have been Putin who put him on my laptop, because that's what Putin does. And then he, then he distracts everybody by going on about what Putin has done. Sure, Putin did those things, but it doesn't mean that he did them to you. Just because Putin did those things, it doesn't mean he did it to you, Hunter, and it doesn't mean he did it to your laptop. You did those things. You put those things on your laptop, not Putin. You did. 
Here's Hunter going after Elon Musk. Take a listen. And then you have the people that are the most culpable of all. You have the people that literally just love to feed it because they think that it is some kind of a game. (laughs) They think that it is some... Like, the one thing about Elon Musk that I'm certain of is there's another very damaged human being. Yes. And he is... I say that he is the dumbest smart person I think that the world has ever known. (laughs) To be fair, there are a lot of dumb smart people. No, I know, but he now represents... I would say Rupert Murdoch is upset. But you know what? It's like Elon Musk doesn't care about the First Amendment. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And so all of this idea that he's a champion for the First Amendment and blah, 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 blah. Elon Musk doesn't care about democracy. Elon Musk doesn't care about our freedom to vote. He doesn't care about that. Is there any time that you've ever saw anything from him that has any rational defense of democracy, of what we've created here as Americans, as his adopted country? He's so angry. And you know what he's angry about, right? When Elon Musk took over Twitter, he had Matt Taibbi and come in and Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger and all these other people. And they outed this whole thing that took place. And now we know of the coordination between the Biden campaign, the big tech, the corporate media and the government. They were all in on it together to say that the laptop was Russian disinformation. What Hunter's butthurt about is the fact that Hunter, I don't know if he played those games. I'm just, I'm just saying it's a, it's a phrase. What he's upset about is the fact that Elon then put all of that out there in the public. He bought Twitter and then let everybody know what they all did to cover up for him, which by extension then, of course, is to cover up for the candidate, Joe Biden. This is from the post-millennial. I'll share this with you. The Biden campaign coordinated with the organizers of the infamous letter, the 51 former national security officials letter, specifically to put a statement out to the Washington Post first. 51 former national intelligence officials signed onto this letter calling the laptop Russian disinformation after they were prompted to do so by the Biden campaign. An IRS whistleblower revealed in June that the FBI knew the laptop and its contents were authentic back in 2019. So remember when Christopher Ray was asked earlier this week about why didn't you just tell us the Hunter Biden laptop was real? And he's blah, 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 and then get, tossed a word salad out there. Remember that? The FBI knew it was real. It was real. And then the Biden campaign, according to emails, emails between officials revealed that the Biden campaign had preferred a specific Washington Post reporter to run the statement first and also sent a lengthy script of information to share at various levels of sourcing on the record off the record, and on background. This is from one of the emails. Quote, Between us, the campaign would like Redacted to go first. Redacted is the reporter. Please share with the campaign when you share with Redacted. But by all means, get it to other reporters as well. Off the record information given in the email read, make sure reporters know we are not making a call on whether the materials are true or not, just that Moscow played a role in getting information out. I'm afraid people might miss the point and say we are all saying this is disinformation. But that's the thing. When you bring up Russia, when you bring up Moscow, just like Hunter Biden's doing now, you're doing it to deflect. You're playing a semantics game trying to make people lose focus on what really happened. If I, if I, if, if I can 
convince you that this took place, even though I'm not saying it took place, but I can kind of be cute with my language and play little word games with you to make you think X happened so that you don't know that Y happened, then I've achieved my job. And that's what they did. I mean, there are people out there who would be fantastic press secretaries because they're also very, very good at spinning things. And a big part of what they do is they obfuscate. They don't exactly lie, but what they do is they deflect. And so they play a game. They say, well, it could be Moscow because Moscow has done all these things. We're not saying it's Moscow, but it could be. And then that distracts everybody. And you say, well, aren't you lying when you say it's Moscow? Well, we're not saying it's Moscow. We're saying it could be Moscow because Moscow's done all these things. Yeah, but you know it wasn't, so then you're lying. Well, I'm not really lying. I'm just not really being, I'm not really, I'm not really telling you what really happened because I don't want you to know what really happened. So I'm just playing little games to make you think about something else. Now, stupid people fall for that, but I'm not a stupid person. So I knew back then this was a Fugazi argument because everybody was deflecting to Russia. And when you read that article, when you read that, that 51 former national security officials letter, you realize very, very quickly what the game was. They gave themselves enough cover and out so that they couldn't be accused of lying. They left the door open that it could or could not be Russia, but they distracted everybody by saying that it has all the earmarks of a Russian disinformation game, which then gave the corporate media cover to write that and big tech the cover it needed to censor the New York Post story under the guise that it could be election interference by a foreign adversary. They knew what they were doing, and they're very smart people. And they're manipulative. They manipulated this entire thing. Well, think about it, right? The FBI had the laptop in its possession in 2019. And the FBI set the stage for Facebook and Twitter to believe Something big was coming, right? Some big foreign election interference thing was coming. We don't know what. We don't know when. But they knew that the story was coming out because the FBI was spying on Rudy Giuliani at the time for an unrelated investigation that has since been, it's gone nowhere. It's gone away. But they were spying on him. And they know that he was talking to Miranda Devine about the laptop They knew that Miranda Devine was going to publish the story in the New York Post about Hunter Biden's laptop and what was on there and how it connected him to the big guy, 10% for the big guy. So the FBI, to run interference for the Biden campaign, convinces big tech any minute now something's going to happen with election interference. The FBI never says it's going to be a New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop, and the FBI never says Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. Nobody ever actually said that. They all played a cute little game where they play little word games to make you think it could be that, hoping to distract you from the fact that it absolutely isn't that. And it worked. For a couple of weeks, the New York Post was banned from Twitter. The story could not be shared by people. And it gave Joe Biden the ability to stand up there on the debate stage with Donald Trump and say, 51 former national security officials have all come out and said that this story is Russian disinformation, that this is ridiculous. It worked. And they did it all not because to cover up for the disgusting pornographic videos and pictures on the laptop, but it's to cover up for the 10% for the big guy. It's the linking to Joe Biden that they had to cover up for. 
As the letter was shopped around, the Biden campaign was kept updated. It eventually landed in Politico, which is what I just referenced to you, and still up today, where the headline read, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former Intel officials say. This sentiment was repeated ad nauseum by the press. Biden campaign spokespersons and even by Joe Biden on the debate stage against Donald Trump. When the lie was revealed, the New York Times and others had to walk back their initial reporting and admit that the laptop and its contents were real. We live in a police state. A police state, and I, I've, I've said this before, so please forgive me if you heard me say it, but a police state is not when cops are on horseback and they use tear gas and they're, those are crowd control methods and you can debate those things, but no, that's not a police state. What a police state is, is when the government uses its law enforcement division law enforcement department for political purposes. That is the textbook definition, either to punish its enemies or to help its friends. It uses law enforcement for that purpose. National security, law enforcement. That's what a police state is. It spies on its enemies. It puts out information, misinformation. It redirects the public. And it it helps its friends using the vast power of its law enforcement mechanism, either by prosecuting people, that are a threat to their friends or by not prosecuting their friends, even though when everybody knows they're dead to rights guilty. And the only reason why they're coming after Hunter Biden now is because they want to get Joe Biden out of the race. That's it. It's the same reason why they went after Bob Menendez. He, 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 he stood up against the Iran deal. They indicted him. He stood up against the Iran deal. The second time they indicted him. Everybody knew he was corrupt, but it's only when you get in the way that they have a problem with you and they got to eliminate you and they'll do it using the police state. The very police state that protected you from getting indicted, as long as you were a team player, will now indict you. Here's Hunter Biden again talking about how all of this that's happening to him is really just about destroying a presidency. Take a listen. They are trying to, in in their most uh, illegitimate way, but rational way, they're trying to destroy a presidency and so it's not about me in their most base way what they're trying to do is they're trying to kill me knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father could be able to handle unless you get out of the race unless his father gets out of the race in which case then it all goes away And, you know, the the whistleblowers who've come forward, they said today that this indictment against Hunter Biden is vindication. In a joint statement, the two IRS whistleblowers, Shapley and Ziegler, said they have been vindicated. They said eight months ago, we did something ordinary people do not do. We risked our careers and reputations to bring the truth out of the shadows and into the light. We were moved solely by our conscience, yet faced continual attacks. Nevertheless... In the face of all odds, we never wavered from what we shared with Congress. They said the indictment is a complete vindication of their thorough investigation and underscores the wide agreement by investigators and prosecutors that the evidence supported charges against Hunter Biden. Yet, as we have stated, this is much bigger than our investigation or any one individual. It's about equal treatment of taxpayers under the law. Shapley, Ziegler, and other IRS officials who testified before Congress, including Michael Bartdorf, have said they were frustrated that the Justice Department did not charge Hunter Biden for failing to pay federal income tax for 2014 and 2015. 
they allege that David Weiss had allowed the statute of limitations to expire. It's not a statute. Statute of limitations to expire for tax charges against Hunter Biden in 2014 and 2015 in D.C. So, look, this leads to Joe Biden and the FARA Act violation that they are still holding over Hunter Biden's head leads to Joe Biden. We know this. We all know this. And yet here's Chris Christie going on about how they should not be going after Joe Biden right now because there's no evidence against him. What the hell is he talking about? Take a listen. Was it unfair for the House to be, according to the Speaker, going ahead with a vote to open an an impeachment inquiry? That's the test for that is high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, look, I don't know. I think it would be unfair to vote articles of impeachment because there's no evidence there. But I think the House has an appropriate oversight function. Now, Andrea, whether that's done with the House Oversight Committee or whether it's done through an impeachment inquiry, I think what matters the most is that people get all the information they need about the president's conduct for Congress to to, uh, you know, have appropriate oversight and for the public to make a judgment since Joe Biden has declared himself a candidate for reelection for 20. 24. So that information should be public. It should be transparent. The White House should fully cooperate with both the investigations being done by the Justice Department and any oversight that happens from the House, because if the president has nothing to hide, he shouldn't be hiding anything. Well, the thing about it, though, is that I appreciate you saying that that they need to investigate, but the evidence is all there. And this is what the whistleblowers have been saying. They've been saying the evidence is there and the money goes in a complicated money laundering scheme from brother Biden to Hunter Biden and then all the way back to Joe and it's all there and it was covered up and now it's coming out and it's only coming out because of the fact that they want Joe Biden out of the race. Here's Jonathan Turley. He was on last night with Sean Hannity. Um, This indictment shatters all the denials about the Biden business dealings. This is much deeper than just Hunter here. Cut four. You know, the fact is that this is a circle that's getting tighter around the president. I mean, it's clear that the president has lied. He obviously lied uh, during the first campaign when he said he had no knowledge of these dealings. Hunter himself contradicted that. Hunter's associates said that it was utter nonsense in recent statements after his testimony. Uh, He also said that his son didn't make any money in China. That obviously is not true. But there's a more serious problem here, and that is what the president knew of was not business dealings. It was corruption. That's what influence peddling is. The United States has pushed international agreements uh, to stop influence peddling in other countries. The United States believes it is a leading source of destructive corruption. And if the president knew that his family was engaging in that type of corruption, of course it's serious. So we're looking at two uh, uh, events next week. One is when Hunter Biden is supposed to appear, um, that may now be effectively scuttled. Hunter may be able to use this to plead the fifth uh, to refuse to answer questions. But the second event is the expected vote on the impeachment inquiry. And this indictment might make it easier for Hunter not to speak, but it may make it more difficult for President Biden to avoid that inquiry. You know, the the fact is that this indictment shatters years of denials by the Bidens and 
frankly, by an enabling media. Uh, it shows these massive amounts of money uh, going to Hunter Biden from Romania, Ukraine, China, all these sources. And it also shows a knowing and continual effort to evade taxes, to commit criminal acts. Now, if this circle is getting closer to the president, then he has to answer some questions. So it leads us to this very simple question for next week. Is any Democrat going to stand up and have this moment of courage and to say, you know what, enough. You know, we, we can't say we're against corruption and influence peddling and then say we don't even want to do an inquiry well, as to whether there's this. an impeachable offense. Yeah, Jonathan Shirley's right. It's why that anybody who's upset by the fact that this means that Hunter won't be able to testify next week, remember something, don't, don't be. Don't be, because this this is bad for Joe Biden. Regardless of Hunter's testimony in front of Congress, this is bad. The fact that they subpoenaed the brother, that's bad, right? So if you are of the mindset, well, this is just a way to cover up for Hunter Biden, but he won't be able to speak. And But no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry about that. Because Turley's point, and he's spot on about it, is this now forces the Republicans to continue down the road of impeachment inquiry. They have no choice now. Because if Hunter is not going to cooperate and all this evidence is there about the father who was vice president of the United States of America at the time that this occurred and is on record saying that he was going to withhold a billion dollars in aid if Ukraine did not fire the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, who was investigating Burisma. Then now the Republicans have no choice. They have to continue going down the road of impeachment. So don't worry about the fact that Hunter Biden's not going to do a deposition. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. The big deal here is that this now shows everybody that the Biden crime family is real. And the reason why the brother got subpoenaed is because the brother, James, is part of the Biden crime family. Whatever Joe Biden did as vice president of the United States of America is still worthy of impeachment as president today. You understand there's no statute of limitations on these things. This is not a criminal court. Joe Biden abused his office as vice president. This is where Chris Christie is wrong. The evidence is right there. The evidence of him saying, I'm going to take a billion dollars and go home if you don't fire the son of a bee, that's the evidence. That's the evidence right there. And he said it as vice president of the United States of America, He did it as vice president. He used his office to do it. And he used our taxpayer dollars and aid to Ukraine as extortion. And that's why they can impeach him for what he did as vice president. This is high crimes, bribery and other misdemeanors. And that's absolutely a bribe. No question about it. This is a very, very bad thing to happen to the president of the United States of America. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. But wait till I get into all the polling with you about why Joe Biden is so royally screwed and why this is all happening, why they need to get him out of the race. I will do that for you. But first, listen, Friday, we are live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. I'm so excited to be back for our next and final show at my happy place, the Grand Hotel of Cape May. So please come down and join us. Friday, December 15th, one week from today, 3 to 7 p.m. It's going to be a great show. We'll have a lot of fun. The bar will be open. Great people. Your fellow Zioli Army members will all be there. 
And um, we'll enjoy each other's camaraderie, some holiday cheer, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. It'll all be on display there. And I'd love to see you there. Live shows are a blast. And if you're thinking about a getaway with the family, the perfect place to do it is at the Grand Hotel. It really is the perfect place to do it because they have that big, huge indoor heated pool, which is great for the kids. And they have a splash package that the kids are going to absolutely love. So let me tell you about that, right? The Grand's Holiday Family Splash Package. You can enjoy the huge indoor pool with the hot tub, arcade, delicious food at Hemingway's Restaurant. Holiday Splash Packages include complimentary breakfast when you stay two or more nights, stay three or four nights and save 10% off regular rates, book five or more nights and save 15% off room rates. This is valid from December 22nd through December 28th. So how about making it a Christmas to remember in Cape May at the Grand Hotel? You can even ring in the new year the grand way when you book the grand New Year's Eve package. This package is loaded with all kinds of things, including breakfast and dinners all weekend, toasting in 2024 at the main event celebration in the beautiful fifth floor ballroom overlooking the ocean where we do our live show. There's so much more. You're going to love it. Just check out their website, grandhotelkatemay.com, grandhotelkatemay.com. Always book direct with them to get the best rates. Call today, 800-257-8550, 800-257-8550, or visit grandhotelcapemay.com, and I will see you next Friday for our live show at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Yoli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Now, interesting choice of songs. Kind of not really going with the theme today. So where'd this come from? Well, we're talking about Hunter Biden, right? Yeah. Well, the podcast he was on, it was on the Moby Pod hosted by DJ Moby. You remember him? Barely. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember him either because the last time he was big is around the time I was born, you know, before the turn of the century. Right. So I, I found the biggest indictment, you know, and out of all of this is that he had to go on Moby's pod. <laughs> Moby <coughs> to go on his podcast in order to get his side of the story out, I guess. That's the song, Moby. Well, that that's the artist. That, that's the that artist. song is Flower. By oh, Moby. gotcha. Moby is the man, the DJ who created it. Oh, understood. And he's so, the host of the podcast. And he's the host of the podcast who's just agreeing with Hunter the entire time. Correct. And not challenging him anything. And yes. that's Moby. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Thank you. I was wondering what that podcast was. I was wondering what it was. So the was Moby. I. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Yeah. And I, I haven't heard from Moby in years. Yeah. So I, it, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like you couldn't get any other outlet to take you. I mean, anybody would have taken Hunter Biden to talk. A- anybody. You think? Yes. Don't I, you think? Well, why, why did he choose Moby? Because he knew Moby wasn't going to push back on his nonsense. <laughs> How do you go that far down the list? All right. I mean, he went down the Russian rabbit hole, and Moby just sat there and let him let him rant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, like if it was a legit podcaster, I mean, if it was Rogan or somebody, would have turned around and be like, whoa, whoa, are you alleging that Putin, like, 
like used like revenge porn on you and altered your face or something? Is that what you're saying? I mean, he would have actually pushed back on Hunter's Moby. Just let him go. Moby's just glad he's there. Yeah, exactly. Glad he got a guest. Hey, listen, that was a big get for Moby. Totally. More people just heard the Moby podcast than ever before because Hunter Biden was on it. We didn't even know there was a Moby podcast. So, just saying. Just saying, you know. Just saying. Uh, Let's see. With one month left, 2023 is already the worst year for vehicle theft. Thefts in Philadelphia in more than 15 years. So you, you you drive to work. You ever worry about getting carjacked? No, that garage is pretty secure, I'd say. Yeah, it's when you leave the garage, though, that's the problem, right? Yeah. Yeah, I try not to sit at stoplights too long. Automobile thefts in Philadelphia have increased more than 136% since 2006, climbing from 8,916 stolen rides in that year to a staggering... 21,111 over the last 11 months. Oof. And I bet you that number's higher today because the article was printed yesterday, which means I'm sure there were more cars that were stolen yeah, last night. you got to attack on a couple. Got to add it. So why don't we just say 21,115 just to make it even? I like it. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of stolen vehicles. That's a lot. Auto theft in Philadelphia, the high, this, this year, 2023, and 2023 is not over yet is the highest by far, almost doubling 2022's numbers. Almost doubling it. In fact, there were an average of 84 vehicle thefts a day in August of this year. And since 2016, there were eight days in which 100 or more vehicles were stolen, all of them in July or August of this year. And just so you know, July seems to be the month. And I wonder why. I mean, I wonder if that's because people come in to for... Fourth of July and festivities, maybe, Henry, I'm not quite sure, but they say um, since the pandemic and increasingly tech savvy thieves have also played a role in what has become a national epidemic of jacked vehicles. There is the Kia Boys Challenge, a TikTok trend originating in Milwaukee that teaches viewers how to exploit a lack of theft protections in turnkey Kia and Hyundai vehicles and steal those vehicles with just a USB cord and a screwdriver. And it's gone viral across the country. But I don't really think they're looking for Kias or, or Hyundais, right? I mean, those are joy rides. That's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about the people that steal the expensive stuff and get them on a container ship to Africa. Yeah, those, I mean, the, those, are, those are the the big hitters, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, Kias and what whatnot. Yeah, that's just beginner stuff, I guess. You can literally learn how to do it on the internet. Yeah. And then you could, you could film yourself joyriding in it. Yeah. They clout. say that. Of the 19,589 thefts through November, more than 61% of the vehicles stolen were either Hyundais or Kias. There are groups on social media who are dedicated to outdoing each other in car thefts. It's almost a game or competition for some of these folks. But what about the other 40%? The other 40% are usually high-end vehicles that people steal. They, they, if you're close to 295 or 95 or another major highway and they get them up the Jersey Turnpike, onto a container ship in Newark, and, the, and they're gone. They're gone in a flash. That's what happens. And a lot of towns in this area, of, of our listening area, know exactly what I'm talking about. They have a problem with this, of vehicles getting jacked right on the street, nice cars being stolen, and the people do it. They choose the towns close to a major highway so they can just get on the highway and floor it and be up in Newark, port of Newark in like an hour, hour and a half, 
and those ships are low those those cars are loaded and then they're gone for example there was one person who had an suv stolen in philadelphia and the air tag showed that her suv traveled through north jersey and this time connecticut and had her taking more than 10 different law enforcement agencies talking to more than 10 different law enforcement agencies Finally, the air, air tag was tracked going back to a warehouse in Passaic, New Jersey. And that's where officers discovered it had been taped to the back of a wholesale food delivery truck. The vehicle was gone for good. So even when you try to do things like track your own vehicle, you put air tags in there, the, the thieves get in, they open up their Bluetooth, they see if there's an air tag in there, because it'll show you, it'll give you the option to pair. And then they find it, and then they'll, they'll throw it on something else. And then that's what people will be tracking. And it turns out to be, you know, a Fugazi move. <coughs> so it's very difficult. Even when you track them using the, the low jack or something, by the time you realize the car was gone, the car is literally gone. You know what I mean? And then if it's a satellite tracker, it's going to show it on a, on, a, on a ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And then at that point, I mean, there's literally nothing you can do at that point. And if it's not, if it doesn't have that kind of a reach... By the time you realize the vehicle's been stolen, it's already loaded on a cargo ship. In most cases, because they do it usually at night and you're asleep or you're inside. And I mean, some people are brazen. I mean, some people even will break into a house and get the keys to steal the car. That's happened too in some towns around South Jersey. Earlier this year, Philadelphia police halted a steering wheel lock distribution program offered by Kia and Hyundai meant to combat break-ins after the spike in thefts of the vehicle brand's uh, but they 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 said four commanding officers of four police districts requested the locks without permission from upper command staff. So the department halted the program due to legal liability fears. If a thief wants a car, the thief's going to get the car, bottom line. And if you want a beautiful smile, a terrible transition, but you should give yourself a gift of a great smile with my buddy, Dr. Mike Venaria. I mean, he is the man. He's the master of dental implants, and he's going to give you the smile of your dreams. I've been telling you about my friend, Dr. Mike Venaria, at Venaria Dental for years now. As you know, my entire family goes to see him, my wife, my kids, and of course, Mama Zioli, who discovered him. The level of care and commitment to dental excellence that Dr. Mike and his staff delivers to every patient will make you want to go to the dentist. If you've been contemplating that big invasive dental procedure and you're nervous, don't be. Reach out to Dr. Mike for a second opinion free consultation. Listen, you only have one smile, so trust it with Dr. Venaria, who's been delivering results that surpass expectations, and that has made him a top dentist in New Jersey for 10 consecutive years. He is one of the most respected reputations among his peers as a master of dental implants. You really do have a choice, a clear choice for you and your family. So give Dr. Venaria a call today. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. He has two locations to serve you right over the bridge in Cinnaminson and Woodbury. Schedule your free implant consultation today for your perfect smile. Call 856-786-2020, 856-786-2020, or visit VenariaDental.com. That's V-A-N-A-R-I-A, my buddy, my dentist, and the master of dental implants, Dr. Mike Venaria, VenariaDental.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Now, the question, of course, of the day, and I'll get into this in the six o'clock hour, is how bad is Biden's polling numbers and is this why they want him out? But I have a better question to ask right now. Since it's 551 and I'm starving, does the potato count as a vegetable? 
And as the new polarizing food debate and a federal committee has sparked arguments about maybe yanking the potato's status as a vegetable, and now the industry groups are fighting back. So, Henry, I'll begin by asking you. Do you consider the potato to be a vegetable? Mm. It's tricky. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. I do. Well, I say ask science. What does science say? Well, botanists are people that are like plant scientists. Right. They count potatoes as a vegetable. Yeah. Now, there's different kinds of potatoes, obviously, but I prefer mine super deep fried or loaded with sour cream, cheese, and bacon. But either way, is it a vegetable? Yeah. I mean, it didn't say vegetables have to be green, right? No. I, I think people like that, like what you just said, they like it super deep fried with sour cream. Mm. Like at some point, the potato stops being a vegetable when you do that. Yeah. It's- well, salads, though, can be. I mean, you ever see what people do to salads? Oh, totally. They destroy them. Yeah. With, with all kinds of, of sauces on them and everything mm-hmm. like that. I mean, you know, just gross. There is a, my, my daughter Reagan loves Peppa Pig. She's at that age where she loves watching Peppa Pig. Yeah. She's three. And there was an episode of Peppa Pig that featured a potato preaching the nutritional value of vegetables. And the potato said, by the power of vegetables, I am here. And the, the character's name was Super Potato, who soared through the sky singing, fruit and vegetables keep us alive Always remember to eat your five. Now, the United Kingdom's National Health Service does not count potatoes toward their recommended five portions of fruits and vegetables a day. And now the debate is now going on in the United States of America. And, of course, our federal government, which has just (laughs) has to be involved in everything now, they are trying to, to, to also figure this out. There's a guy named Chris Voigt. He's the executive director of the Washington State Potato Commission, Henry. He ate nothing but potatoes and a little ketchup for 60 days in 2010. He launched his all-potato diet in protest of the federal nutrition program for low-income women and children. That rule that they have that allowed for the purchase of all fruits and vegetables except the white potato. He ate 20 potatoes a day to meet his goal of consuming 2,200 calories. He said, I ate every possible way you could cook them. I baked them, fried them, mashed them, roasted them, even juiced them. I would not recommend potato juice. Mm-mm. Wait a second. Isn't potato juice known as vodka? I think if you distill it, yeah. Yeah, right? He confessed to two accidental licks of peanut butter when making sandwiches for his kids. He said he lost 21 pounds, stopped snoring, and lowered his cholesterol huh. just from eating potatoes. He actually then wrote a book called The Potato Hack, a book outlining his advice for all spud meals for stints of three to five days. Said, if you're not hungry enough to eat another potato, then you're probably not really hungry. How about that? Kind of like the idea of a potato diet. I like, Sounds fun. I, I like that, you know, if you're not hungry to eat another, another potato, you're probably not hungry. I like that. You like that, right? Because yeah, that'll, that'll be like, yeah, you know what? I should stop. Right? Yeah. Huh. It's good thinking. I mean, if I have to make a choice between potatoes or broccoli, I'm choosing potatoes every time. Oh, yeah. That's not a question. Right? I mean, like, come on. Broccoli's good, like, two different ways. Potatoes, the world's your oyster. Now, the potato potato. industry is worried about any reshuffling, which could mean that potatoes end up labeled as something other than a vegetable, simply because some people choose fries instead of rice. Grains, for their part, are trying to wave off the potential potato invasion. The Grain Chain, a grains industry coalition, told the advisory committee of the feds that it was concerned that if Americans were to replace some grains with starchy vegetables or other foods based on new guidelines, it could further exacerbate nutrition shortfalls. 
Now, nutrition officials say the potato contains helpful nutrients, including potassium and vitamin C, but the health benefits are diminished when it is fried. Nearly half of all U.S. potatoes eaten go as, uh, as French fries. Shocker. Shocker, right? The iconic meat and potatoes view of American dinners has come under fire over the years. Congress has beaten back some efforts to restrict white potatoes from government programs. So my question, Mr. Secretary, is what does the department have against potatoes? Said Susan, Senator Susan Collins of Maine, which is a potato rich country. I figured that given that. Doesn't Iowa have potatoes or is it Idaho? Idaho. I I guess Idaho, Idaho, right? Oh, yeah. Idaho is also on the Hunter Biden laptop, but that's totally different. <laughs> yeah, I guess Idaho doesn't have the same political clout it used to, huh? I guess not. Yeah, you'd think they'd be shot from the mountaintops. Iowa's corn. That's why nobody messes with ethanol, the gasoline, the gasoline additive ethanol, or corn subsidies or corn anything. You yeah. notice that? Nobody messes with corn. That's a good point. Iowa's the first in the nation primary after the New Hampshire caucus, so nobody messes with Iowa. Idaho, on the other hand... They're like, who cares about you, Idaho? Damn shame if you ask me. All right. Well, listen, we got a big six o'clock hour coming up straight ahead for you. And it'll include a breakdown of very dangerous polling numbers for Joe Biden. Oh, how about tater tots, Henry? Oh, love me some tater tots. Would you go tater tots or fries? Mm. Uh, it, it, it depends on the fry, too. Mm. It really does. Because a bad fry, it's just like, eh, what am I eating anymore? Yeah, I don't like when they're wedges. I need them to be thin and crispy. Yeah, I like them thinner. I like them yeah. crispy. I like a crinkle cut, too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't like when they do those steak fry things, and they're basically like- well, they can be too thick, or they don't yeah. have a good crunch on the outside, and it's like, ugh, what am I eating? I'm just literally just eating potato wedges. Right. No, no. But when you get hash brown, I mean, if you get a mm. potato tot, guaranteed 100% of the time to be crispy. Yes. Right? They should. Because otherwise, guaranteed. you're just having a mash. Yeah, right. And then that doesn't help anybody. No. Hash browns for breakfast- Sign me up. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Every time. I even have to say, I like the McDonald's hash brown, which is that like little- Oh, yeah. And you get one... that between like a sausage McDonald's. Oh, yeah. oh baby. <coughs> Excuse me. That's probably why I'm coughing because of all my potatoes. <laughs> anyway, big six o'clock hour coming up straight ahead for you. I'll break down the polling number uh, numbers. It's bad for the Democrats. It's really bad. And that's according to Democrats and the far right wing New York Times. So is that what this is all about with them going after Hunter Biden? Got a big fourth and final hour for you. Don't forget Grand Grand Hotel, our live broadcast, our final broadcast of the year, one week from today. Mark your calendars one week from today at my happy place, the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. We'll be right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Hunter Biden faces 17 years in prison, but does this actually mean he won't ever have to talk to Congress? And is this really done to get Joe Biden out of the race? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. It is our fourth and final hour here on a Friday this week. What a week, huh? With the Republican debate, with the issues going on with the University of Pennsylvania, the Penn president, all of it. But here we are on a Friday night. About to enjoy the weekend. But before we do, uh, did you enjoy your time like Hunter Biden did? Spending millions on lavish, hard partying lifestyle, all while dodging taxes. Really, truly amazing. Hunter Biden, of course, (coughs) excuse me, was indicted, as you know. Nine charges, including three felonies, in part for allegedly dodging more than a million dollars in taxes. While living a hard partying, extravagant life over a four-year period. You know, I I know the... um, 
initial conspiracy theory is, well, this gets him to not testify before Congress. But, eh, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I truly believe this is all to get Joe Biden out of the race. I think there's a coup going on. I think there is a coup going on against the president of the United States of America. And that coup is to get him out of the race for re-election. That's what I think is happening right now. And I think it's very obvious. Why? Because he's going to lose. He's going to lose in a big, big way. And when you break that down, you realize that there's just no way unless you get rid of Joe Biden. This is grim, one Democratic pollster says. This is a piece in the New York Times, the far-right-wing New York Times, by Thomas B. Edsel, who writes on politics. And this is what he says, and this is very telling here. This came out before Hunter was indicted, just so you know. This was actually something I had in my show sheet yesterday. I didn't get a chance to get to it. But then the show ends, and five minutes later, Hunter Biden's indicted, and here we are. All right, so let me, let, let's go through this for a moment, shall we? All right. He writes the following. He says, the predictive power of horse race polling a year from the presidential election is weak at best. The Biden campaign can take some comfort in that. But what recent surveys do reveal is that the coalition that put Joe Biden in the White House in the first place is nowhere near as strong as it was four years ago. Now, let's, before I continue here, let's, let's, get, let, let's, let's pretend like the election was on the up and up. Let's pretend like there wasn't cheating, mail-in ballots, pretend like the Pennsylvania Supreme Court did not intervene in that election and completely unconstitutionally change the time, matter, and date of the election. Let, let's pretend it was just a fair fight, all right? For the purposes of this, let's pretend it's a fair fight because that, that proves how Joe Biden is really completely screwed, completely screwed, and that the only thing that can save him would be mass-scale cheating or something else. But I don't even think that saves him this time around. I really don't. But let's assume everything was on the up and up, right? Let's assume it was on the up and up, and let's assume that people really just didn't like Donald Trump's tweets. Let's assume that uh, COVID really was a factor in that election, Let's assume all those things and that they were able to pull this great scam over us with hiding this guy in the basement and he's just goofy Uncle Joe and he's going to heal America and bring America back together after four years of mean tweets. All right, let's just assume all those things and then look at it like this. The danger signs for Biden right now, the danger signs include fraying support among core constituencies, including younger voters, black voters and Hispanic voters. And the decline, if not erasure, of traditional Democratic advantages in representing the interests of the middle class and speaking for the average voter. Any of these on their own might not be cause for alarm, but taken together, they present a dangerous situation for Biden. From November 5th through November 11th, Democracy Corps, a Democratic advisory group founded by Stan Greenberg and James Carville, surveyed 2,500 voters in presidential and Senate battleground states as well as competitive House districts. Here is the summation of their data. This is grim. That's the summation right there. Those are the three words for you on this Friday evening. This is grim. The study he found, collectively voters in the Democratic base of blacks, Hispanics, Asians, LGBTQ+, IA, every letter of the alphabet community, Gen Z, millennials, unmarried, and college women give Trump higher ratings than Biden. Let me say that again, because you're probably driving right now and you almost rear-ended somebody because you said, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Rich, did you start drinking already? Yes, but that's beside the point. In an email, Greenberg summarized the results. This is grim. The study, he said, found that collectively voters in the Democratic base of blacks, Hispanics, Asians, LGBTQ plus community, Gen Z, millennials, unmarried, and college women give Trump higher approval ratings than Biden. On 32 subjects ranging from abortion to China, the Democracy Corps survey asked voters to choose which would be better, Biden and the Democrats or Trump and the Republicans. Biden and the Democrats led on six. Women's rights, ahead by 17 percentage points. That's obviously abortion. Climate change, 15 points. Addressing racial inequality, 10 points. Healthcare, three points. The president will not be an autocrat, two points. And protecting democracy, one point. There was actually a tie on making democracy more secure. Now, let's break that down for a second. Obviously, if you are a voter who votes on abortion, if that's your issue, if that's what you do, you're voting for Biden, you're voting for the Democrats, that's it. If you are, if you are that fanatical about the issue, but if you're like most Americans and it's just one piece of the, of, the, of the pie here that you bake in, it's just one thing, the question is how much does it really impact you and your life? How much does it really impact you and your life? But the real danger here is not that. The real danger is that we have heard time and again from every pundit on high, from the corporate media and big tech, the unholy triad between big tech, corporate media, and the government, that Donald Trump is a what? A threat to democracy. He's an autocrat. He's a dictator. He will get in on day one and do what dictators do. He will start dictating. We've heard this over and over again. But here's the thing. People are not buying it. Not only that, people in the core Democrat base are not buying it. That means then that if you know that you and I are not buying this crap, and you know that most people who pay attention are not buying this crap, and if the core Democrat group of blacks and Hispanics and LGBTQ and young voters and women and unmarried people, if they're not buying it, And that's all they talk about, right? I mean, everything the Democrats have focused on has been that. Trump is an autocrat. Trump will destroy America. Trump will take over and rise to become the next Mussolini. Nobody nobody believes it. They're not buying it. You can't even sell this to the core Democrat base, let alone independents, let alone convince moderate Republican voters of this. You can't even sell it to your own people. I mean, talk about a marketing disaster. You can't even convince beer drinkers to buy this beer. And it's the only beer being sold. They have spent so much time and everything has been about Trump is a danger to democracy and the core Democrat base does not buy it. Again, this is from the far right wing New York Times. So obviously take it all with a grain of salt because of their penchant for far vast right-wing conspiracies and whatnot. Let's continue, shall we? Donald Trump and the Republicans held leads on the remaining subjects, including being for working people, a seven-point advantage. Standing up to the elites, eight points. Being able to get things done for the American people, 12 points. Feeling safe, 12 points. And keeping wages and salaries up with the cost of living, 17 points. 
Now think about that. We know, based on this analysis, this is grim, because the message that Donald Trump is Mussolini is not working. It's not selling. They're not buying it. They're not buying it, period. All right? We also know that when it comes to the economy, Biden trounces Biden on all of those issues. When it comes to keeping people safe, when it comes to making sure that they can have a decent quality of life, Trump crushes Biden on all of those issues. Not good for Democrats. This is not good for Joe Biden. All they have, think about it, all they have is that Trump's a dictator. That's it. That's their whole argument. This is 2016 all over again. You remember in 2016, it was all Donald Trump's going to just blow up the world. Can't be trusted with the nuclear codes. He's going to get mad at somebody on Twitter one day and cause World War III and start firing nukes. Remember that? The joke we used to do in afternoon drive back then was, I would play a sounder of Trump saying, excuse me, excuse me, and then we would, and then Greg would hit a button that sounded like the world was blowing up. And I would joke about that because Hillary Clinton would spend time running commercials with guys in nuclear missile silos who said, I was down in that silo my entire career, and Donald Trump cannot be trusted with the nuclear codes. That was the entire thing. He was going to destroy the world. He was going to have a temper tantrum and, 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 and blow the world up. And it didn't work in 2016. They're doing the same thing again now. Trump will take over America. He'll never leave office. He'll be a dictator. Democrats aren't buying it. Republicans aren't buying it. Independents aren't buying it. What they are buying, though, is the fact that he'll be better in the economy. That's what people actually believe. Not good. Because your Democrats at this point can't even pivot. You know, if you're, if you're on a campaign... And you find out that your message isn't working. Well, you can, you can pivot. There's a time to adjust and pivot away. And you go, all right, all right, all right. So <coughs> let's try a different tack. What tack do they have? What tack can, can, excuse me, can they try? They can't turn around and save the economy. Bidenomics stinks. Nobody wants it. Bidenomics is a dirty word. So what else do they have? They can scream about abortion. They can scare people about that. But... Outside of the core group that votes on that issue, nobody cares. Nobody's buying it. Suburban moms, we hear about them all the time, right? Suburban moms in the suburbs, maybe you're one of them listening right now, that, that you wake up in the morning and think about abortion rights. You go to bed at night thinking about it, and you spend every moment of your day thinking about it. That's all you care about. With your kids screaming in the back of the, uh, of the Volvo XC90 or the minivan. I don't believe that. It's not true. What you're thinking about is you're thinking about what everybody else is thinking about because you're a person. You're not a woman. You're a person. I mean, you are a woman, but... When you stop putting people into these categories and you actually look at them as an individual, as a person, you realize, guess what? You know what she's thinking about? She's thinking about what everybody else is thinking about. How the hell am I going to make this work this month with my budget? What do we have to cut out? How am I going to afford Christmas presents and Christmas dinner and also all of our bills, which keep going up, and my husband hasn't had a raise or I haven't had a raise and everything's going up? That's what that suburban voter is thinking. She just happens to be a woman thinking those things. The mistake the Democrats keep making is they think that gay people think differently, women think differently, black people think differently, Hispanic people think differently. I I mean, as an individual, everyone thinks differently. But when you put them into these groups, into these categories, which is what Democrats do all the time, and then you assume that everybody within that category has this monolithic thinking, that's where you lose. That's when you lose. That's when you completely destroy your candidacy. 
And that's the mistake Democrats have made. They assume every person who's black thinks the same. Every person who's Hispanic thinks the same. Every person with a, with a, with a vagina thinks the same. And what they cannot comprehend is that individuals who happen to be black, who happen to be Hispanic, who happen to be women, have lots of different things they're thinking about. And they're not monolithic in their thinking. It's up to what's in front of them in their own personal circumstances. And right now, the one thing that almost unites everybody is the economy and how much it stinks. But you see, when Democrats run campaigns that act like, okay, let's go to this oppressed group and scare them that Trump's going to be bad for them, and that oppressed, that quote-unquote oppressed group turns around and goes, yeah, I don't actually, I don't think, I don't think that's the case. Actually, I think it'd be better for us. Crime is soaring in our neighborhoods. Everything's expensive. The schools are not that great. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think he'll actually help us. Working people, you know, Joe Biden goes out there and screams about being Union Joe, blue collar Joe. Working people think Trump helps him. Man, the Democrats have a problem here. In the case of issues that traditionally favor Republicans, Trump and his allies held commanding leads. Patriotism, 11 points. Crime, 17 points. Immigration, 20 points. Border security, 22 points. Now, this is great. Again, this is from the far-right-wing New York Times. An analysis of, uh, of data compiled by James Carville and his group. Particular, particularly worrisome for Democrats who plan to demonize Trump as a threat to democracy are the advantages Trump and Republicans have on opposing extremism, three points, getting beyond the chaos, six points, and protecting the Constitution, eight points. Now let's digest that for a moment, shall we? You look around as... Um, This uh, chaos is unfolding on college campuses. All this anti-Semitic vitriol and college presidents who can't say that if you call for the genocide of Jews, that might be considered hate speech or bullying on campus in accordance with their own codes, I mean, with their college codes. Not not the First Amendment, but the the codes that they have on campus, those very same speech codes that say, if you're fat-phobic, you get kicked off campus. These same college presidents can't, can't understand how that if you use the wrong pronoun about somebody, they'll kick you off campus. But if you call for the genocide of Jews, that, that doesn't get covered under their, their hate speech codes that they've written and created for their college campuses. So you see all this division, you see all this vitriol, and it's happening under Joe Biden. And that's why these voters turn around and go, ah, actually, I think Trump can bring people together. I think he can oppose extremism. This extremism you see, this anti-Jewish extremism that's happening in America, yeah, I think, I think Trump can help. And because the Democrats tried in 2016 to paint him as a racist and an anti-Semite and all the other BS things that they tried to say about him, and it wasn't true, and in fact, he did more to help black voters with things like historically black college funding and tearing down a lot of what the left had put in place that really served as barriers to those communities. The Democrats tried things like fake hate crimes, you know, Juicy Smollett, Jesse Smollett. And people saw through all that and said, that's a fugazi, also doesn't help. Now, there is some evidence in both the Democracy Corps survey and other polls that concerns are specific to Biden, including his age and the surge in prices during his presidency, are driving the perception of Democratic weakness rather than discontent with the party itself. For example, 
Survey found that Democratic candidates in House battleground districts are running even with their Republican opponents among all voters and two points ahead among voters who say they are likely to cast ballots on Election Day. Along similar lines, a November 2023 NBC News poll found Trump leading Biden by two points. But when voters were asked to choose between Trump and an unnamed Democratic candidate, the generic Democrat won 46 to 40. Translation, Biden is the problem for Democrats. If you're a Democrat strategist, that's the only conclusion you can come to, period. Now, I I know that Trump is still going to do very well against anybody he faces because it will be about the economy, stupid. But if I'm sitting there and I'm in a room and I'm a Democrat strategist, the the only way to interpret this is Biden is the problem. Joe Biden is the issue. You run anybody else and they beat Trump. I don't believe that again, but the Democrat strategist does. They sit there and they look at this data and they go, Biden's the problem. We got to get rid of him. He's got to go. We're going to lose. He's on the ticket. We got to go. He's got to go. We're going to lose. Put anybody else up with a pulse and they win. Again, I don't believe that, but this is what they're saying in their Democrat strategy rooms. In a reflection of both Biden and Trump's high unfavorability ratings, NBC reported that when voters were asked to choose between Biden and an unnamed generic Republican, the Republican candidate led Biden 48 to 37. Meaning that if if somehow the Republican establishment is able to get DeSantis or Nikki Haley across the finish line and beat Trump or or Trump tomorrow gets hit by a bus or captured by aliens or whatever, whoever that Republican is trounces Biden. But remember something, this, the deep state could live with Nikki Haley. They would, in fact, they would love it. So they wouldn't panic over that. In fact, they'd probably support her. But they have to stop Trump. Trump goes in there and dismantles the deep state. They cannot allow that to happen. That's why they are panicking so much. Biden is the problem. Other nonpartisan polls describe similar Democratic weaknesses. A September morning consult survey found, for example, that, quote, Voters are now more likely to see the Republican Party as capable of governing, tackling big issues, and keeping the country safe compared with the Democrat Party. And that, by a nine-point margin, voters also see the Democratic Party as more ideologically extreme than the GOP. More ideologically extreme. You see, the whole idea that Trump is a madman and Trump's a dictator and Republicans are extremists and blah, 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 it's isn't working it doesn't work it's not moving the needle on people period all right i got a lot more to say on this a lot more to come before we uh, wrap up the show tonight but guys pay attention christmas is coming the holidays are here what are you gonna get her you gotta get her something she's gonna love and you should get her something that you'll love too so i have the easy answer for you It is the Naturally Nude Pajamas from Pajamagram.com. That's right. Naturally Nude Pajamas, Pajamagram.com. These are soft, supple, luxurious pajamas that she'll love sleeping in. You'll love how she looks. And when you order now, they're going to give you a very special gift, a free Naturally Nude Nighty, a $75 value, yours free, when you go to Pajamagram.com and you order it. And you're going to love the fact that they'll wrap it for you, ship it for you, make it easy. What else could you ask for? She'll love how it feels. You'll love how it looks. She'll appreciate it. My wife loves hers. I got her the Naturally New Pajamas last year. She sleeps in them all the time. It looks beautiful in them. And the nighty. oh, listen, 
you will be very, very happy. So just go to pajamagram.com, pajamagram.com, and order the naturally nude pajamas. Let them know I sent you. Do it now because it's going to sell out. It sells out every year. Every year for Christmas, it sells out. So the choice you have to make for yourself is, do I want to miss out on this? Miss out on the free 90, the $75 value? Or do I want to seize the moment and make her happy? You can do it. Pajamagram.com, the naturally nude pajamas. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. As we continue along on our Friday night here, you getting excited? I am. Weekend's almost here. I'm excited. And Joe Biden's almost out of the race. Ha <laughs> ha. Welcome back. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. I was joking last night on Twitter that when the indictment came down in Hunter Biden, Gavin Newsom was getting more pomade ready. You know, that, that beautiful, luscious quaff of hair of his with a carbon footprint of four of John Kerry's private jets. All that petroleum-based product. And even Phil Murphy, his royal rugness, King Philip the Unaccountable, had his, his rug head steam cleaned yesterday. Stanley Steamer was over steam cleaning his head. They're ready. Gretchen Whitmer had the teeth whitening strips in. Oh, they're all ready. This is bad, and this is, a, this is to get Joe Biden out of the race. You know, uh, I always tell you that Democrats only get in trouble for their corruption when they want them out. That's it. That's why Bob Menendez got indicted again. Bob Menendez got indicted the first time. Senator Menendez, everybody knew he was dirty. Everybody knew he was corrupt. Got indicted the first time when he opposed Barack Obama's Iran deal. Got indicted the second time when he opposed Barack Obama's Iran deal. I mean, Biden's, but really Obama's, right? The only time you get in trouble is if they want to get rid of you because you are not helping their cause. Then suddenly they find all these corruption charges around you that were there out in the open the entire time. Right there, out in the open the entire time. So this indictment came down last night and I wasn't surprised by it. The only thing surprising was nothing. Nothing. I mean, nothing was surprising about it. I told you they want Biden out of the race. Yeah, this stops Hunter Biden from testifying before Congress, but th- th- it's who cares? I mean, that's irrelevant. It, it, th- these charges now make it so obvious that Joe Biden knew and was part of all this. They don't need Hunter Biden to testify. They have now a federal indictment of the president's son about foreign business dealings. And you think, this, you think Hunter Biden wants to go to prison? He, he wouldn't handle a day in prison. Hunter Biden could not handle 15 minutes in prison. He becomes somebody's B. He gets shivved. No, 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 no. He'll, guys like him squeal. Guys like him sing like canaries. This is all done so that they can go to the president and say, look, here's the deal. You got to get out of this race and all this goes away. Everything I share with you from that last article, everything about this is grim from the far right wing New York Times. Think about this now. The weaknesses result from declining confidence in the Democrat Party within Democrat ranks rather than strong support for Trump and the Republican Party. The trends against the Democrat Party are largely driven by worsening perceptions among its own voter base, which suggests that the party will have to rely more than ever on cheating to keep control of the White House. Well, they say negative partisanship, but actually what I mean is cheating. People are not going to show up. They may just stay home in 2024. They may not vote for Trump, but they may stay home. There's no enthusiasm for Biden. 
And actually, I believe they will show up for Trump. I think blacks and Hispanics and LGBTQ people that care about the economy, women, I think they will all show up for him, actually. I do. I think they know that, too. But what they're saying is, uh, worst case scenario, they stay home. Best case scenario, they stay home. Morning Console posed the same set of questions to voters about the political parties in 2020 and again this year in order to track shifting voter attitudes. For example, which party is more capable of governing? 48% of voters in 2020 said the Democrats. 42% said the Republicans. This year, it's flipped. 47% said Republicans. 44% said the Democrats. Similar shifts have occurred on questions of which party will keep the nation safe and which party can tackle the big issues. What amounts to a bloody body blow to Biden and his Democratic allies, Republicans are now virtually tied with Democrats on a matter that has been a mainstay of Democratic support since the formation of the New Deal coalition during the Great Depression. Ready for this? September 2023, NBC News survey found that 34% of voters believe Republicans are better at looking out for the middle class, while 36% say the same of Democrats. The two-point margin in favor of Democrats is the lowest it has been in the history of polling. Democrats have held over 30 years as high as a 29-point advantage as being the party better able to deal with and handle issues and concerns of the middle class, said Bill McInturf, a partner in the Republican firm Public Opinion Strategies, which joined with the Democrat firm Heart Research to conduct the NBC poll. Well, the, the, I mean, the answer is obvious, right? James Carville said it too. He said the Democrat Party has become the party of coastal elites and the faculty lounge. I don't give a damn about working people. They, they, they openly tell working people, we're going to take away your jobs. If you work in any sort of energy sector, if you build cars, we're going to take away your jobs in favor of our wacko green agenda. They don't hide these things. The war on coal, the war on natural gas, the war on oil, all of it. I mean, they, they, they're, they couldn't be more, more upfront about it. And with all of their wokeness and all of their, their, their uh, oppression nonsense and everything else, they're a party of extremists and fanatics, academics. When James Carville said that, the Democrat Party has become the party of the faculty lounge. Think of the faculty lounge right now, playing out in front of America right now. Professors who are filled with vitriol, filled with vitriol towards Israel, expressing anti, openly anti-Semitic comments. This is the Democrat Party. This is the Democrat Party, and that's the party of the faculty lounge. So the average person, the average working person goes, these people don't care about me. Although many of those with whom I discussed the data voice deep concern over Biden's prospects, let me cite a couple of experts who are more optimistic. Ah, I wouldn't worry about those people. Because they keep, they keep coming back to this point. Quote, Opposition and fear of MAGA is the dominant force in U.S. politics today. Give me a break. You know that's not the case because I share with you the earlier results which said that when it comes to protecting democracy, Trump has an advantage. This whole MAGA is going to destroy America thing, this whole MAGA is going to destroy America talking point, they're not buying it. People are not buying it. If you can't sell that, you have, there's no chance. They have no shot. They have no chance. That's all they have is MAGA will destroy America. And they tried for years selling that. They still are not buying it. 
You're selling a product people don't white don't want. Your message is Bud Light. Your political message is Bud Light, and you so crap the bed with Dylan Mulvaney that now nobody wants to buy it. Your message is MAGA will destroy America, and it's such BS. Nobody wants to buy your message. Nobody wants to buy the product that you are selling. Ryan Enos, a political scientist at Harvard, warned that there are major consequences that could result from the weakness of Biden's support. In an email, he wrote the following, quote, there is no doubt that Democrats, and given that the likely Republican nominee is a would-be authoritarian, Americans more generally should be alarmed by Biden's poll numbers. He is saddled with the need to dig economic perceptions out of a deep inflationary hole and unsteady international world and the view that his party went too far to the left on social issues. If the election were held today, Biden would lose. Jonathan Weller, a political scientist at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, says there's no gainsaying Biden's poor polling numbers at the present. However, however unhinged Trump appears increasingly to be for now, that's an abstraction for many voters. In the meantime, what they see in ways that feel up close and personal are signs of an unsettled and unsettling world impining on their day-to-day lives, including inflation, higher crime, and a big increase in migrants across our southern border and into cities around the United States. Translation, the MAGA thing isn't selling. What people see with their own eyes, what they feel is the economy, crime, destruction of our cities, and the fact that the Democrat Party is freaking nuts. It's freaking nuts. Roger Smith, a political scientist at the University of Pennsylvania, made the case that Biden's age and his visible infirmities interfere with his ability to reassure the electorate. Again, all of this is from the far-right-wing New York Times. The biggest factor that is neglected in many polls is the widespread belief that Biden is simply too old and insufficiently vigorous to remain president for four more years. This belief is reinforced by the reality that Biden does not inspire confidence in his vigor or energy in most of his public presentations. The problem is particularly acute among young voters, but goes throughout the electorate, Democrats and Republicans alike. It means that voters don't give much weight to Biden's arguments on the issues. And Democrats are trapped. None will challenge Biden. He must choose to step aside. If he did so, he would feel compelled to support Kamala Harris. But most Democrats, and probably Biden himself, rightly believe that she would do even worse than he is doing. The only ace in the hole, they say at the end of this article, is Donald Trump himself. As the center of attention in the election of 2018, 2020, and even 2022, he was the key to Democratic victories. Oh, that's BS. Every election's a local election. Every election's different. Trump wasn't on the ballot. That's BS. They're, they're, they're saying that to try to save themselves. That's a bunch of malarkey. Trump is doing all he can to become the focus in 2024, but the question remains whether the Democrats, with Biden at the top of the ticket, can successfully demonize him again. The answer is a big, fat no. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. It is our fourth and final hour coming right back. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. One week from tonight, yes, one week from tonight, we'll be wrapping up our live broadcast at my happy place, the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. The only question is, are you going to be with me when I wrap it up? That's the only question. Welcome back to the show. Glad you are here tonight. Yes, Friday night, next week, a week from today, December 15th, our last final live broadcast of the year at the Grand Hotel of Cape May. So I want to see you there. It's going to be a Christmas celebration, a miracle, Christmas miracle, and Hanukkah as well. 
and uh, I would really like you to join us. If you if you have been to these live shows, you know how, how much fun they are. You meet your fellow Zilli Army members, like-minded people. The bar's open. Everybody has a great time. So make sure you come out, all right? Just don't be like the kind of person that misses it, and then you get FOMO. You know, fear of missing out. You don't want to have any FOMO. Come on. Uh, so... <clears throat> Let's kind of put a bow on this, shall we? You got a problem with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's the problem. How do you get rid of Joe Biden? Here's CBS News' Catherine Herridge from last night's broadcast as the breaking news came out. There could be more charges. What makes you think that? It's just my reading of, of the document in, in the first page. I think the language is uh, that they describe him as a lobbyist. Lobbyists have to register under what's called FARA, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, which is a government way of saying that if you're working on behalf of foreign interests, you have to tell the U.S. government. In this case, the indictment spends a lot of time talking about Hunter Biden's business deals with the Ukraine energy firm Burisma. It also talks about his work with a Chinese energy firm, CEFC, and it also talks about his work with Romania. And that, to me, seems to leave the door open to potential fear of violations. I also would add that there has been some reporting subpoenas have been issued for his uh, his business partner, the president's uh, brother, James Biden. And that would go to the idea of a fair, you know, working together, yeah. lobbying on behalf of foreign interests. Now, we say all of that, but their position has been that they he, he accepts responsibility for this, this period in his life, but mm-hmm. they've in no way admitted that they have been lobbying on behalf of those entities. Right. I like how the CBS guy is just like, mm, 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 mm. You know, it, it, all of this is coming out because the IRS whistleblowers won't do the right thing and protect the president from all of his crimes. Here's Catherine Harridge talking about IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley and that he stands by his testimony that he told the special counsel. What is the reaction from these IRS whistleblowers to the closed door testimony from the special counsel, David Weiss, that he was the decision maker? Well, in this case, we heard from Gary Shapley, and he said he stands by his testimony that Weiss told investigators he had asked the Justice Department for additional powers to prosecute the case and was denied. So we have the luxury of knowing what actually happened in this investigation. Uh, Mr. Weiss also said in his testimony that he asked for or talked to Maine DOJ about special charging authority, and he was told to follow the process. And, and then it goes through, down through the, uh, the process. And it goes, even though Attorney General Merrill Garland said a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney told Congress twice that, the Department of Justice talking point was that a Trump-appointed United States attorney was in charge. They made him go through two President Biden appointed United States attorneys, both declining to uh, partner with him. And you're talking about attorneys in the Central District of California and then also here in Washington, D.C.? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Mm. Counsel David Weiss has filed felony gun charges in Delaware, and the Hunter Biden tax case is still pending. Scott. That was before the indictment that came out yesterday. So it's not good. It's not a good situation. The FARA thing, the Foreign Agent Registration Act violation, which they've kept hanging over his head. It's an interesting uh, point that Wendy Patterson made on Twitter. Wendy Patterson, who is, I'll read you her Twitter bio, she is a um, critical thinker is how she defines herself. But her, her tweet has gone kind of viral here. 
I believe I know why the fire charge wasn't included in Hunter's charges yesterday. Hunter Biden, Chris Haynes, and Dennis Archer's firm sold the Michigan car company Hennigy's to China with the Obama administration's approval and Obama's Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States while the Chinese company was on the U.S. enemies list. The approval for the sale by the Obama administration of the Michigan automotive company to VP Joe Biden's son and John Kerry's stepson was approved without any far registration required by the political elite's kids. Herogy's Automotive held the patent on an app that made drones stable in flight. Now, that is the app used by China's military and the military drones. If or when Hunter is charged with a FAR violation, the past players who not only knew they weren't registered as foreign agents but let the sale happen even though the Chinese company was on the U.S. enemies list and the product they purchased directly helped China's military, including then-President Obama, would come out. I, I mean, look, Obama didn't want Joe Biden to run in the first place, right? Because he knew about Biden's corruption. He knew Biden was corrupt, and Obama didn't want it to tarnish, tarnish his legacy. And they can't let this come out now because if they are going to pull a rabbit out of the hat in the form of Michelle Obama, they can't have any of this come out. But Biden was bragging about how he had the Ukrainian prosecutor fired. All of these charges against Hunter Biden have everything to do with Burisma. The guy and the guy who was investigating Burisma, the prosecutor in Ukraine, Joe Biden bragged that he got him fired. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. So, now- so bragging about getting the prosecutor fired, holding a billion dollars of U.S. taxpayer dollars as, 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 as extortion. You mentioned extortion again, I'll break your legs. I, I mean, come on. It, like, like, you'd have to be an idiot not to see all this is happening to get Joe Biden out of the race. Joe Biden was in on it. Joe Biden was in on the take. He was in on it. So please, all of this is coming out as a way to say to him, if you don't stop, if you don't get out, this is all coming out. It's all coming out. You have to go. You have no other options here. No, it's, 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 it, this is a coup against the president of the United States of America. I mean, m- mind you, it's a coup I'm happy to watch have happen and play out um, to a degree because I do think Joe Biden is an easy candidate to beat. And I don't know about the other Democrats. I don't know what I don't know. There's an old saying in life. You don't know what you don't know. I don't know how the other candidates fare against Trump. I'd like to think if it's Gavin Newsom, Trump will dominate him because he'll be able to point out how California's freaking nuts and crazy. If it's Phil Murphy, I think just the rug alone, he'd lose. But it's Gretchen Whitmer, I mean, she's such a tyrant, you can bring out all of her tyrannical uh, fantasies. If it's Michelle Obama... So don't get me wrong. I, I would like to see Biden as the candidate. I think he's beatable. I really do. I think Trump trounces him. I think any Republican does. But it's for that reason why I think we should all be very, very worried that Joe Biden's not going to be the candidate. Because everything, every story, every action that's taking place, all of it, it's all happening. And you think about when David Axelrod sent out that tweet saying Joe Biden's got to go. It was after the Obamas had their weekend celebration in Chicago celebrating their historic victory in 2008. 
Friday night, they all get there. It's like a wedding weekend, right? Friday night, you have your cocktails, you catch up with everybody. Saturday's the big day. Sunday morning, everybody's a little bleary-eyed, little Bloody Mary's brunch, right? Pack your bags, give hugs, go home. There was the Sunday morning when David Axelrod started tweeting out that Joe Biden's got to go. And don't tell me that was not because Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night, the conversations among Barack Obama's people, with David Axelrod being the top guy, that Joe Biden's got to go. He's got to go, period. Have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy it. Have fun. And I want to see you next Friday night. So make sure you're there at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. If not, I'm coming after you. No, I'm serious. It'll be a Christmas miracle. Please join us for that live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Keep the conversation going on Twitter at Rich Zioli. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. Thank you. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.